Blog Talk Radio. The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
Corey Sproul or Vinny Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, family. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed. This is your host, Brother Blue Pill. I am joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Say what's up to the people. Peace, peace to the family. Peace to the family. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. This is your co-host, Brother Red Pill, reporting live and direct. Greetings, love and light. Peace. Yes, indeed. Welcome back, family. All right, we have a special program, of course, put together for you here on a Tuesday. KTL going up on a Tuesday. But, of course, welcome back. Uh, Shalom, Islam, you know, Hotep, what's up? Peace, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Welcome back. And my sisters, of course, everybody that joined us last Friday, last Friday show was amazing. Shout out to our brother James McIntosh from Simo Tap. Um, if you haven't heard the program, you definitely want to go into the archive and uh, you know, check that one out. Okay? So definitely a head and gym sitting there in the archive. All right. But good night. But good night. <laughs> but tonight we have put together a very special presentation for the family, okay? This is called the Debate Dilemma, and it is featuring our our brother, Brother Nazi, Brother Hashar, Brother Divine Prospect, and Brother Zion Lex, okay? And a few more, you know what I'm saying? Definitely the... Uh, Hebrew War Machine is going to be coming through tonight, and we are going to get an opportunity to chop it up with the family, get to, um, you know, the bottom of some things that are lingering in the community. Of course, hopefully, we uh, look forward to having an opportunity to open up the phone lines and let the family dialogue behind as well. So, get yourselves comfortable. You might want to hit up your networks, send a tweet out, Instagram the picture, share it on Facebook. Let the family know that you're here rocking with the best KCL radios in full effect. All right? So, real quick, um, got a few announcements to make. Let's see. Well, let me go and open up the line and bring in my other co-host, Brother Casey, the off degree, is in the building, all right? So let me bring your brother forth, call up from the 
Peace, family. Peace, peace to the blue pill, to the red pill, to know the ledge radio. How y'all feeling tonight? Amazing. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just down here in Atlanta. Yeah, man, I've been hearing people post on their timelines. People's like, yo, man, I don't know if nobody noticed, but there's been like an energy shift in the last three or four days. And, you know, I saw a lot of people concurring, you know, in that, in, in, in those comments in the comment section. And they're like, yeah, man, something, you know, people are feeling something. They, they quite have the vocabulary or cosmophysics to explain it. You know what I mean? But I think that Saturn jumping out of Scorpio. Yeah, even, man. Even Saturn. Brief minute. You know what I'm saying? you know, going into Sagittarius where it has its own attributes and what have you and its own benefits. And, you know, I mean, just the planet of the motions, just us arriving to a new place, whether January 1st is, is actually 2015. January 1st is a new day. It's the new beginning of somewhere that we haven't been before. So we need to learn to appreciate every day. You feel me? You can give me a day without the sun, you know, where it's, like, it was 80 below some places. I was looking at the news earlier. You feel me? You still have to enjoy that environment. You still have to be appreciative of the air that you're breathing. You still have to look forward to tomorrow. You still got to love your wife and your children. You know what I'm saying? Uh, unfortunately, some bills still have to be paid. You know what I'm saying? You still have to uh, uh, um, participate in, um, you know, expelling food out of your system. And, and You know what I'm saying? So all of those things are continual. Life is continuous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we need to stop per- uh, cherry-picking particular days. And, you know, <laughs> it's easy to, to actually do something on March 21st when the quote-unquote New Year does come around. These be the last niggas to get you something on December 24th or 26th because they don't celebrate nothing on the 20, December 25th. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, man. It's, it's, you know, it's real basic. It's if, if you're used to living... It, you know, the inbox. Don't be tag me and no, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's none of that, B. They need to cut it out. They if, just you, if you used to, if you used to living on the beach and then the stars change and now it's a rainforest, it's a rainforest. You know, it ain't the end of the world. It's, you know, you pay attention to the, the way the stars move, you know, that it's turning into a forest and you have to adapt accordingly to the rainforest and then when the stars come and it turns to a desert you got to prepare for the desert you know when it turns to the wetland you prepare for the wetland you know and and that's all it is with with Saturn moving in the sad is of course there's a shift there's always a shift there's always a change we talked about 2012 for all those years and it comes and people think that everything is just gonna stay the same (laughs) Nah, man, we we it's switching up, it's flipping, and and what is what's most important is whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, whatever your purpose is here, whatever you've been claiming that you're here to do, um, you're being forced into that position. You're being forced, you know, into backing up everything that you said. And if if you're not about business, then, yeah, it's, it's going to tear you up. It's going to knock you down. It's going to make you feel like things ain't on your side. But that's only because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, or you're not giving it all that you're supposed to. So you have to stay consistent. You have to stay on it. 
you have to stay focused. And if you do that, then you stay in tune with the changing of the seasons. Seasons ain't just every three months, you know. There's, there's different levels of seasons, and you have to adapt accordingly. No doubt. You know, what I will attest to is that this is a wonderful period and time of year of renewal, even if we can't see it. It's renewing people's attitudes, you know, the the level of optimism that I'm getting from people that are calling me, you know, this sense of renewal that they feel and, you know, they've washed away the woes of 2014 and, you know, their bright eye looking towards 2015 and, you know, people are detoxing right now. People are fasting. People are talking about getting on their regimens and they're planning the rest of their years out. And all of these things are taking place. And I think that I appreciate the design of it taking place during this particular time of year. Cause if it started, everyone jumped on this in March, you know what I'm saying? Like, would that be cool? No, you get mm-hmm. everything together. And when March comes, you could really put that big blast and you could take a perfect assessment of where you're at during that time of year. So, you know, I'm fully locked in. It's like super brick in New York City right now, though. So, you know, I'm, I'm just reminding, I'm just reminded that uh, there's a trade-off, you know what I'm saying? There's a trade-off. And, and that cold weather reminds your ass that, yeah, you know, the season <laughs> will reach out something. So, you know, really get to plot, to plot and then and, and putting those seeds in the ground. Because when it was January 60, uh, January 2nd, and it was 50 degrees outside, you know what I mean? People were like, oh, you know, you was feeling like it was 24th. No, you're in a different, you're in a different place, homie. Right? They're talking about it's 8 degrees outside. Well, speaking you know, of appreciation, like, they said it was, appreciation. They felt like below 20 in Chicago. So like you said, it's levels to this as well. You know? Yeah, speaking of appreciation, just want to let you know that Pops extends his appreciation and gratitude for the success, you know, of the show and and uh the presentation um at the temple by Dr. McIntosh. That's so right. I wanted to uh pass that on to you. He personally uh told me to let you know, you know, thank thank you, know the ledge, blue pill, red pill, uh you know, for all the well, love and support. You let him know that he can return the favor by giving us a date when he's ready to come forward. Oh, he's you know, ready. Gotta, he's ready. It's just a matter of, of when. Oh, yeah. Bro, we got to get the, uh, you know, when they, they got the machines that you use to sand the floor and you got to um, buff wax and harmonize and everything and get the sign together. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when, when they do them, them, them debates on national TV and they got to get everything spiffy, you know, mm-hmm. lay the carpet for the age, get the shit hanging from the rafters and all of that. Yeah, we got to exactly. put that together. Yeah, <laughs> he comes to us. It's monumental. It's presidential. Oh, yeah. But, um, nah, he's definitely ready. I already told him, so it's just a matter of picking the date and the time and uh, okay. done deal. That's good to know. But, uh, I wanted to go ahead and express to the family um, out there listening, you know, I have an announcement that uh, KT, the Arch Degree, is officially returning back to New York City at the end of the month. I'll be there in just about two weeks on the 23rd and the 25th. I'm actually going to be coming to New York 
once a month uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, the fourth Sunday of every month, I'll be speaking at the Tom Mary Temple in Harlem, 104-106 East 126th Street, between Lexington. Um, I'll be doing two presentations there uh, on Sunday. So every presentation I'll do will be from 2 to 7. You get five hours of, of the arts degree. Um, the first presentation is the Boys to Men Movie-thon, which is the Rites of Passage, where I'm using specific films to help um, the youth and, and the young men out there get a better understanding, better grip, better foundation on where they stand and, you know, answer a lot of questions in terms of the direction of where to go. Um, and then, um, secondly, I'll be doing a Hollywood Decoded, um, you know, where I, I do my my usual thing, breaking down, you know, whatever the most the metaphysical blockbuster you know, that's out at the time that I, I feel is uh, relevant to the times. So I'll be up there doing that on Sunday the 25th, doing, uh, and it's powerful, man. I had to bring it on back. A lot of people loved uh, the original, and that is uh, After Earth. You know, it was a slept-on movie by most. It was hated on by the critics, mainly because it was one of the few black films that actually had the rights of, rights of passage um, set up in it. You know, you had father and son, um, but there was so much wisdom in that film. Um, so I'll be doing the visual presentation of that um, and talking about, you know, the healing of the father and the son relationship, you know, that needs to take place, the return of the rites of passage and the relevance of the energy of the four sons of Heru, you know, that's in the film. Um, so I'll be talking about those particular things and it's going to be powerful. It's going to be dynamic. So, you know, anybody who's interested in that, you know, the flyers are definitely going up tonight. You'll see them circulating up top real soon. And I'll be in the building to do that powerful presentation, um, at the Todd Mary temple in Harlem. Um, but before I do that presentation on Friday the 23rd, I'll be at Nicholas Bookstore in Brooklyn, 570 Fulton Street, and I'm going to be doing The Fantastic Voyage, you know, for those real movie buffs out there, you know, who remember the throwback film, The Fantastic Voyage, where there was a, there's a particular scientist that has some information. He had caught a, uh, he had caught a, like, a, like an aneurysm, you know, where there was a blockage in his brain and he was about to die. And he had some information that the government needed to receive, but they couldn't perform, um, you know, any type of surgery on him or he would have kicked the bucket. So what they did is they had this new technology where they were able to shrink people down to microscopic size, and they injected them in the guy's body in order to remove um, the occlusion in, in, the, in, the, in the capillary. That was too small to do. So what I'm doing is um kind of using that film as a framework uh, to create a circumstance where I'm introducing my my visual aspect to my physiological you know and health um, movement that I do through so ionic. Right. You're gonna take them. You're gonna take them on a fantastic voyage through the body. Through the body. You're gonna take right. into the body. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna show you exactly 
how the body work, what it looked like, you know what I'm saying? The muscles, how these skeletons, the, the cells, the mitochondria, oh. the brain, the nerves, the sperm, the ovum, you name it. We're getting microscopic. We're shrinking down, putting on our, our, our straight-up face-slash-interstellar <laughs> slash spacesuits on, and we're going to dive deep with inside the capillaries. We're going to dive deep with inside the plasma membrane. We're going to flow through the amniotic fluid. We're going to rise up to the cerebral spinal fluid. You know, we're going to we're going to go through the lymphatic system. We're going to fall into the hydrochloric acid. You know, we're going to roll through the microvilla inside the intestines and through these animations and visualizations, people will get a better idea of the universe inside, their universe. And that's just half of it, people, because the other half of the presentation has to deal with the herbs, the necessary herbs that are utilized in order to maintain this particular yeah, universe. Just real quick, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot being said about the quote-unquote flu season. Hold on. Before you answer that, I've seen a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, emotionally touched. Their heart chakra was ruptured and it was strummed by the loss of the brother, you know, the ESPN. Um, you know, Stuart name? Scott. Yeah, yeah, Stuart Scott. So, you know, everybody's on their fuck cancer and, you know, it's a hashtag. And you, know, you feel me? Like, that's how people protest is that they make hashtags and they get emotional when in reality right. nobody's talking about you know, the Frankenstein foods, nobody's talking about the toxic environment. Nobody's addressing the things that are actually supporting and producing cancer that are part of everybody's everyday life. Nobody's talking about the uptick in radiation from, you know, mobile devices. They're getting mad at the thing, but now focusing on what causes the thing and their complicity in that, their culpability, and not only pushing a cancerous agenda, but participating in one that ultimately will overcome themselves. So that's it. That's it. And and like I said, that's that's why I'm doing the herb side of it because I'm going to show everybody how beautiful and divine their temple is, you know, from from a from a scale in which when you look at it, it's going to look as grand as looking at Saturn and Uranus and Pluto orbiting around the sun. You know what I mean? And when I show these herbs, you know, not only am I going to break down particular herbs you know, that a lot of people haven't heard of before, you know, that, you know, Sabi knows about, that Sabi's used. But I'm also going to present um, a formula, you know. I'm going to sh- I'm gonna not only show people the herbs, I'm actually going to teach whoever's coming how to create a particular formula, you know, for a particular ailment just to give people an idea of the processes and the alchemy that goes into it. Because, you know, what a lot of people don't know, we've said it many times, and I'm 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 a Savy baby, you know. I came up under Doctor Savy and Mama Pill, and you know, in coming up underneath them, I was blessed enough to be passed down, you know, with certain information, you know, on the herbal kingdom, you know, and on the process of how to prepare these herbs and these tonics. And you can ask our mother, you know, my skills with these tonics. I ain't no joke. So what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna share with the family. Um, how to create a particular tonic of their own, 
and go through a few particular herbs, one of them um, actually being on the grass list in America. You know, the grass list is a list where they don't allow it in the country because if they do, it goes against the, the you know, the American Heart Association, you know, the Cancer Association and all that. If it existed, if they allowed it to be sold, you know, um, they wouldn't be able to have those particular uh, institutions in place, you know. So it's going to be very, very powerful. You know, I, I want y'all, I want everybody to come out there because if you'll be able to learn something new, it'd be something to pass on, it'd be something to pass down, generation after generation. It'll be images you've never seen before. It'll be information, information you never, you never got before, you, you never read online. You know, it's going to be very exclusive. I'm going to be sharing my heart and soul with the people. So, you know, please come out to Nicholas Bookstore on January 23rd and support me, KT the Arts Degree, Hollywood Decoded, and know the Ledge Media for the fantastic voyage because that's exactly where we're going to go within, you know, in the inner space. And then secondly, on Sunday the 25th, come and get a nice, lesson and rites of passage and the four sons of Heru and some comedic decoding with after earth decoded, um, you know, from two to seven at the time, every temple. So that will be my contribution, you know, to the community um, in January. And like I said, I'll be back February. I'll be back March. I'll be back April. I'll be back May. I'll be back June, but this is January. So come on out people and check me out. I'm going to have products. Oh, man, yes. I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm going to have products, people. I'm going to have some powerful tonics, compounds. You know, some of these compounds take three, four days to make. Hey, the processes are so involved, you know, passed down. I'm going to have some powerful uh, DVDs, not just Hollywood Decoded, but there's actually going to be DVDs on the body so people can learn more about diabetes, flu, fever, things of that nature, real simple, plain, straight to the point. So you can take it home, you can play it for the family, and you can have a better understanding of the problems in the community, you know, and, and know what needs to be done in order to um, to deal with it. So that's what I'm coming to do, people, um, to help, to assist, to give what I, you know, have in my heart that was passed down to me. So please come out and support me, people, HollywoodDakota.com. Come check me out on Facebook, you know. Um, like I said, the flyers will be circulating, so, you know. Yes, indeed. Then I have the flyers. I'm going to have a full promotion. Um, I'm looking forward to it, you know what I'm saying? So this is the place to be. Let's get this health oh, yeah. information. Are they trying to push these flu shots on you, family? You're telling me that these people don't give you no justice. You're telling me that these people don't provide you no peace. You're telling me all of this about these people that's so arbitrary that these people are the ones that you're going to to get shots from because you believe that they have a vested interest in protecting you and keeping your ass alive from flu season, but they're trying to shoot you every goddamn chance they get? That's right. Yeah, let that go because I'm, I'm not going to be going into all of the dirt and, and crap. They're out. not wasting my time with that. We already know we already know that they that is genocide. We already know that they trying to they doing their yeah. best to get. Like, but I'm gonna be talking about the solution. 
so they can get a clear shot at you with the pistol, right? <laughs> the fuck? Come on, man. You know exactly. Take a shot at the flu. Come on, man. Yeah, so we talk we I'm talking about solutions. That's what my that's what the lecture and the presentation is gonna be about. It's gonna be about health solutions. You know, my our mother's product line is Greenleaf Herbal Solutions. You know, that's what we're about. We're about giving solutions to the people. So if you want solutions, you want information that you can apply right now, you know, like I said, it's gonna be great. And the animations are just so you can understand how your body works. You can see it. You can visualize it. Because when you see it, when you visualize it, when you when you able to 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 internalize it that way, then when you go about administering the proper natural substance in it, and you're seeing it take place, and you're seeing it unfold, is that much more effective because you have that much more faith, that much more inspiration in your heart to apply. So, like I said, man, it's going to be a powerful powerful presentation is going to be something that you haven't seen you know you can ask red and blue about how i get down with my visuals the 3d animations illustrations and pictures that i have are going to blow your mind they're going to bear witness you know what i'm saying they're going to bear witness to it brother's taking the gloves off you know he's bringing it forward the conversation needs to be had and um you know he has everything necessary put in place to deliver and that's what he's going to do so the only thing that you got to do family is be in the building if you're not going to be able to physically be here i'm sure that we're going to have the stream situation worked out uh by time this particular date rolls around but you know if you get here you need to get here in person you want to see the visual so you want to see that up close and personal you want to be in the building you want to get products you know what i'm saying you want to get everything necessary to get you on your way, all right? Like I said, because this is the detox season. This is the season that you put everything in place to get ready, you know, for that arrival when, when that spring comes through and that sun returns. And, you know, we really get on that fast track. You know, we, we, we're sprinting. We're, we're jogging now, getting into a sprint. But that uh that full dash is, is, is taking place, you know, come April, May, June, July, feel me? That's it. It, it, it. This is it, y'all. We're going to make a incredible, this is a do or die year. Feel me? Like, show what 2014 was about. So now we have to change the story. We got to rewrite the script. All right? And I look forward to speaking to my brothers on the line. They deal with scripture. They deal with the script. Um, I respect these brothers, you know, can't wait till we have an opportunity to dialogue with the entire contingency of our bedroom in a less quote unquote hostile environment because I know that there's a lot to offer and we're gonna get some of that That's right. Tonight. All right. So yeah, um real quick, KT dot Kamani at gmail dot com, KT dot Kamani at gmail dot com and y'all can also give me a call, leave a message Shoot me a text, 404-492-2026. Also, Kamani Tate or Hollywood Decoded on Facebook. So, you know, anybody who needs any further information, uh, there go your different streams uh, to get in contact with me. And also, like I said, the flyers will be in circulation. So I look forward to seeing all of you. You know, at the end of January, uh, we're going to blow it up. We're going to do it the right way. Um, But until then, 
Yeah, let's talk about the debate dilemma. <laughs> Let me go ahead and pass the mic. I appreciate you, Blue. You already know. You already know, bro. So are you going to also have the debate? Not that I'm See, I'm bugging. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See? <laughs> the lecture that you did with Inky uh, and, um, from Atlanta, you had that with you? Yeah, yeah. I, I plan on definitely having that copy. I, big shout out to Inky. Uh, he's, he's on Sunnetta's couch right now, right? Yeah. He's doing yeah, something over there. Big shout out to, to Inky right now. We did a powerful lecture um, down in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. Um, the unification of upper and lower, it was powerful. It was dynamic. Um, we put forth some some crazy information, and at the end of the lecture is when I actually introduced a couple animations. You should have saw Inky's face when I pulled him up. He was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so it was it was great. I think we went in for about, I think it was about four hours or so, um, and it was with Brother Nazi, so when he comes on, you know, I'll at him and ask him. He'll, he'll tell you. Um, but, um, you know, we definitely had a, had a good time, um, with the people and we appreciate everybody that came out to support us. I had a lot of responses on Facebook after I debuted, I debuted some, 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 some information that no one's heard before, um, in regards to the creation story and the connection, you know, between, um, you know, the different ideologies, you know, the bridge. I was able to provide the bridge and the documentation for it. I had a few sisters that contacted me afterwards that did the research after I said it, you know, to see if I was just hyping it up. And they found it and they saw it and it was real. And they sent me some stuff and they was just floored. They was like, I never heard this before. So I'll definitely be bringing that um, to the Fantastic Voice because that's when I'm taking people on. We're going to start with the creation story we're going to get into the body, how our body creates. Um, I'm going to take you on the visual ride, and then from there we're going to go into the herbal kingdom um, and the solutions and then uh, the processes on how to go about doing it yourself. So it's, it's going to be a journey. And when you walk out of there, you know, you know, you, you, you don't even be on the floor anymore. No doubt. All right. No doubt. So uh, with that being said, like I said, I'm going to pass the mic and bow out. I'll be in the background, but um, you know, tell tell the brothers I said peace. Oh, for sure. All right, bro. Hey. All right, brother. Okay, family. You know what you came for. With no further ado, let's get right into it. Let me open up caller from the four zero four five five two. This is our brother, brother Nasi. Hey. Shalom, shalom, family. How are you? Home. Yes, oh. I want y'all to listen to this in the background real quick. Hold on. That's, that's KC right there. I got the kids listening to it, you know? Okay. Okay. Dude, Definitely. Said, I got them listening to that, that, that breakdown of Lucy, you know? Um, oh, you got that I want, plan, I want, huh? I want anybody... Anybody that don't know, man, set their children in front of a uh, a TV, um, order some stuff from KC and his breakdown for music. Children really love it because it equates to the movies. So it's real easy for it to get into their mind. And when they get the knowledge and the information, they start breaking it down to people in their school. So they really enjoy stuff yeah. like this, you know? 
Exactly. The youth become decoders themselves once they get that full grasp on it. You know what I'm saying? They go and carry that torch and they be like, nah, they put their little ones on, like, nah, look at it like this. You know, it's like that cartoon that we've seen such and such. And they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay. And, and, and I'll tell you, it's not, it's not no cheap DVD either. It's really uh, it's quality. It's put together, you know. I thought it was just going to be a lecture from one angle. No, it's not like that. It's it's really beautiful, man. So I, I think that we should start supporting our own, you know what I mean, Blockbuster. They put out the movie. We look at the movie Bootleg, then we buy, we buy it from my brother, you know, real live, in real time, you know. And that's how we do it, man. Some new economics. Yeah. Um, I mean, man, I want you to, yeah. before we jump into this, because you also, you know, you took a step in the direction that we speak about on this program many times, but you're already immersed in it and in your own movie. You know what I'm saying? You actually put, you know, your head together, got a script together, got some actors and actresses together, you know, and you put your plan in motion. Can you speak to that real quick? Okay, and I got a um, um, movie coming out called Rise of the Conscious Mind. We reached a little road bump, not, not, not nothing big. Um, one of the brothers that was recording it, he had to record a, a movie. Um, that he was a part of. He was actually an actor, and now he broke free, so we should be finishing it up in the next uh, two weeks. Um, we got almost 10 scenes to record, and we did we did like 40 scenes. So Rise of the Conscious Mind is just talking about the musical influence of, upon the subconscious mind of our brothers and our sisters and how we react the way the music tells us to react, but sometimes we don't know it, and how it affects our lives sexually. Like most of us would have kept our virginity a little longer, but the music provo- promote, promoted us to lose our virginity, even though we didn't realize it was actually music, and plus what society has, what society has been become because of the music, and that's some of the things that we have to look at. You know, we can't be naive. You know, a lot of us go into the mind frame where we say, "Well, I can listen to this and not be affected." That's not true. Music doesn't work like that. Vibrations don't work like that. Vibrations affect you on a cellular level, no matter what you think. So when you think you're strong enough to, to, to overcome it, that's not really true. There is a level where you can come in the dominant perspective, but we're not there right now. And this is one of the things that we have to realize. So this rise of the subconscious mind, it touches on a lot of things. It talks about why women are, why women um, enter into a sexual stage early. A lot of times they try things or do things or they're tried themselves. And it talks about how when that gate is open, that they, 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 they have in the back of their mind, they have a thrill or excitement for sexual pleasure, but it was just placed upon them by another person that experienced sexual pleasure early. So it deals with a whole bunch of things that's going on in our community, and I think people are going to love it when they, when, they, when, they, when they get to be a part of it and they hear it and they see it, and it's going to be a black film um, pushed by us, produced by us. And we're also working on um, um, YouTube, YouTube's... Um, um, small, small, like you know, small sitcoms and small stories that we may put like every week out, thirty minutes from this or thirty minutes of that, and people tune in and check it out. So we're trying to do some stuff with Black economics that we can utilize these airwaves to promote them. You know. Yes, those are affectionately called webisodes that you were just describing, mm-hmm. and um, they're actually the new medium that uh. There's a boom. There's a boom taking place in that medium particularly, and you even have certain individuals securing movie deals, distribution deals, and things of that nature just based off of their webisode series. So I salute you for taking that step because, you know, brother, that is one of the um, 
easiest ways for us to um, begin to speak to the youth and to speak to the hearts and minds of our people, and that's through the medium of entertainment, you know. But especially, you know, music is cool. Music is very powerful, but a medium that I find that is extremely powerful and it, it, it can even change one's DNA is the film. It's film, you know, incorporating yes, music, incorporating film, incorporating ideas, concepts. You can tell the future through the medium of film. So a lot of us speak about what is to become and what is coming and um, some of the things that are going to befall us in the future. But those of us who know the power of film know that we can actually manipulate reality or manipulate the future, you know, by inserting um, ideas and concepts into the hearts and minds of melanated people. You feel what I'm saying? It's actually a science in um, Hollywood and other, um, you know, other other mediums, they take full advantage of that, uh, i.e. Hitler and Nazi Germany with his propaganda film campaigns, i.e. Uh, North Korea with their propaganda films, i.e. Um, Bollywood, uh, India, just, yeah, i.e. the Pentagon through the use of Hollywood and things of that nature. So it's a proven fact at this point. Um, you know, multiple realities that exist, and you can could manifest your reality through the use of you know uh, that that medium. So salute, bro. This red pill. Salute to what you're doing. Um, we look forward to seeing the movie. Hopefully, at the debate when you're in that in front of that audience, you know, and we get into the segment about what you brothers are doing you know, what you brothers are offering to our um, community and to the world, we can actually see like a trailer or preview of it. You feel what I'm saying? So everybody could be familiar and put their politics aside and make sure that when it drops, we don't go and run for the bootleg or the dollar man. You know what I mean? We put $10 or $15 to the side so we can help build up your machine. Definitely. And that's all it's about. It's about um, black empowerment, man. So definitely, I, and I appreciate you. And I think, um, I think we need to work on a, a small film. I, we have the equipment, and whenever y'all ready, um, to put it in play, we get it done. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, this year, 2015, you know, it's our year. The, uh, it's our year. Yeah, with the advance in funding, you know what I'm saying, and the resources become more available. We could do. I've always said it on the show. Uh, we could do so much more if we had much more. So we're going to actively and aggressively pursue that this year. We're almost going to turn people upside down and shake their pockets. Those that have it, you know, it's it's it's, it's reaching that level at the end of the day. But it's for the better how, how about this? Huh? How about this? Red pill, blue pill. How about this? It's. Not a uh, autobiography or a biography. Let's do a movie where we write a script and we put, get all the brothers we know from the conscious community to play a role. And every brother volunteer freely to free to pay their low and chip in for the movie. So every single brother that we know that's in the house of consciousness going to play a part in this film and we get sisters from part of the con- house of consciousness movie. It'll have drama. It'll have special effects, action, all of that stuff. We put it together for the people. That's what I'm talking about, and that's that's where we got to take it. You know, it uh, it's almost tantamount at this level that that's what we do. The technology there is sitting on the table. The special effect programs 
the Adobe's and all of this stuff, it's there. We have a world of directors out there, videographers, the people that are um, technologically advanced. They're sitting around listening to these shows and watching these videos, so they're there. So the only thing that's not there is the pledge from those personalities. That, in my humble opinion, already we already living out the movie. We are already playing Definitely. the role. You know what I mean? We're on the world stage. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. Well, so, we, we'll definitely get into that. We we'll definitely get into that. You know, uh, we'll we'll talk off air. We get that. We get that jumping ASAP, and I'll get as many buzz right. as I can to sign up from the Hebrew Israelites. And not only that, you seen the meeting I had with the Moors this weekend, and we we uniting. Um, Temple 19 in Atlanta, Georgia, and Chomer Hator and the Hebrew War Machine are uniting. We're going to throw a Hebrew Moorish ball, and and we and we're going to feed the homeless together every month. We got a lot of things going, and we're meeting twice a month, so. We're building in the FOY. We're getting the FOY involved, and all the other brothers from the Islamic community, any other communities that want to join, we're forming the United Nations to counterattack our common enemy. Word. That that's that that brings so much joy, you know what I'm saying, to me. Um, I want to just give a brief shout-out to my brother at Temple 19, our, our brother Heru. Okay. Um, you know, I don't speak about a lot of things that I've been through, and my journey and things of that nature. Well, I do. You know, I don't get into too much detail about it. But in 2011, I was in a, I was in Atlanta, and we were on Edgewood. That's where the first the brother had a barbershop that he was operating, and a friend of mine, one of my childhood friends, bought a property across the street that we were going to turn into a um, a bike shop a detailed bike shop, and it, I was going to be selling clothes and things of that nature. Make a long story short, you know, that didn't happen. We ran into some uh, contractual disagreements with the owners, and things went to the left. But that brother was always genuine. I was able to, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was actually staying across the street. So, you know, I was at, you know, I was there in the morning when they opened up the gates, you know what I mean? You know, we were always able to go across the street and chop it up. You know, I was able to sit down with the brother, you know, have personal conversations and things of that nature, you know, uh, meet their customers, support him, him support us and things of that nature. So the brother is a real stand-up individual. Um, He's really about what he says he's about. I've seen him work in the community because that area at that time was um, was an open-air drug market up the block. You know, now it's real now Edgewood is popping in Atlanta. That's like I heard that's a new place to be, so that's Dang. interesting. But at that time it was forming into that. But I saw the brother do community work, you know what I mean? Everyone in the area was familiar with the Moors as a result of that. So, you know, salute yeah. to him, you know, and, and and he's gonna bring a lot of uh real quality people to the table with him. And serious people, the brothers are only militant. He's out of Chicago, so you know they swing that sword a different way. And um, you know, just salute on whatever it is that your brothers are doing. I look forward to seeing what comes out of that union. Hey, definitely, definitely. Well, let's give these people, the brothers and sisters, what they want. They got a lot of brothers on air. Let's talk about what what we're here to talk about. No doubt. Okay. So we got a few brothers right, on line. So we got Divine Prospect here. We got uh, Parnessi. Indeed. 
So we're going to go ahead and start opening up these lines for the brothers to come into the building. Uh, we'll do it one at a time. Brothers, when we open up your line, you're going to hear a beat. Upon doing so, uh, just introduce yourself to the family. Let them know. Give us a brief, you know, when I say, you know, just a few a few words and whatnot to familiarize the audience with who it is that they'll be listening to tonight. All right? So, yeah. First first caller we're going to bring in is the, uh, the brother, the priest, Daniela, from the 516. Peace and welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Hey, peace, brothers. What's going on? Peace, good brother. How you doing, man? Hey, I feel marvelous, man. I feel great, man. Looking forward to February 8th, man, getting this on, man, you know, for the community so that we can, you know, elevate the consciousness of the whole community in general. So I'm looking forward to it. I feel good. Indeed, brother. Shalom. Shalom. All right. All right. Next caller we're going to bring in is our brother, Hashar. 914. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Hey, Shalom, Hello. everybody. What's going on? How's everything? Indeed, brother. Shalom. How's everything with you? Welcome back. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to be here. Glad to hear y'all voices. Ready to get this thing on. You know, we can start at February 8th, maybe tomorrow. You know, let's go. <laughs> Indeed, brother. Likewise. All right. Blue is saying that there's a lot of hands up, but he's not familiar with any of those numbers because they're not the ones that uh, you sent us. Oh, yeah. um, I I sent Parnessi. Did you get um, Divine Prospect at 646260? That's the beginning. Yeah, Uh, we don't remember Divine and... um, and uh, Lex. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And we don't yeah. see that numbers in the call queue. As of yet, right, at the moment. Divine said he's on, so hold on a second. Oh, Divine oh, said he's on? Uh, Parnassi's 414. 414. Okay, yeah. Yeah, all right, we're going to bring that in. Call it from the 414. You open. Welcome to Nola Ledge Radio. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. Peace, God. Brother Parnassi. Um, I'm part of the Hebrew War Machine. I'm also uh, a griot and independent researcher for the American Black Holocaust Museum uh, here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, I also started a Facebook page, a Facebook history page, Black African Hebrew History. That's right, Black African Hebrew History. So you can check that out. But other than that, I'm just here to listen and add my two cents in. Definitely. Um also we have Divine Prospect. He's from he on six seven eight four three zero. I call it from the six seven eight. Peace and welcome to Nova Ledge Radio. Peace, peace. How you doing? All is well, brother. Shalom, my brother. How are you? Shalom, shalom. Doing good. Just want to give a shout out to Nova Ledge Radio. Uh, letting you guys know that the people um, definitely appreciate this platform. Uh, a lot of conscious information has been streaming out of here as of late, and uh, people have been grabbing a hold of it and um, becoming enlightened. And uh, I like to share this um, to a lot of people when they're out there, so when they see you guys um, in person, they can see the business aspect and the community that you guys are doing as well. 
um, behind this platform. Um, I'm Brother Devon Prospect, um, a.k.a. Brother Safaya, um, um, pioneered the Kingdom Homage Ministries platform, but I'm here on behalf of uh, Hebrew War Machine under Nadi Ashavel, and I uh, just want to provide some um, objective information to the people on this evening so that we can build um, as a group and uh, we can move forward seeing uh, what the next couple of weeks has in store for us. Indeed, brother. Uh, salute to you. Um, I've been watching your material and the information as you've been disseminating it. You know, I just want to say salute. Uh, I definitely appreciate your approach and just keep doing what you, you know, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Definitely. I appreciate that. appreciate that. And this is and this is actually one of the avenues where, um, and I say this, and there's no disrespect to anyone. Uh, know the Legend Radio is one of the avenues you can come where it's balanced. It's balanced information that's being put out there. There's no snippets. There's no cutoffs. Everything there is pure. The brothers are pure, and um, they're about information. I know me and uh, Red. We sat, we, we we sat down and chilled for a while. Me and Blue. We chopped it up. You know, we we were serious about it. You know, me and KT. It's a brotherhood, so, you know, when we speak, you know, you don't have to be a person that agrees with everything because sometimes we have information that we can share, and it'll be real it'll be real beneficial for you to open your ears, and that's the thing. Sometimes if we think of a Hebrew Israelite title, we shut down and don't want to hear nothing. Well, that's not the case because there's a different aspect and there's a different group of Hebrews, and that's what we want to show the world. There's a different group of Hebrews Contrary to popular belief or what people think that there's some ignorant brothers that just believe uh, uh, just all the literal context of the Bible, but there are literal, literal things in the Bible, but at the same time we know it's metaphysical aspects, esoteric meanings, it's numerical values, it's all of these things. Like he was even speaking about um, Saturn being in Scorpio, you know, and uh, I revealed to my wife earlier today that, you know, the instructions, what is Saturn? Saturn represents the, the, the education or the learned or the endurance of learning and teachers. When you start to learn in Scorpio about your deeper self, your hidden mysteries of yourself, the occult science, you start to become in tune with what, who you are and really what your purpose is. And my wife had somebody today just out of the blue come and tell her who she was and what she was supposed to do and how to endure. So this thing is really happening, you know. So this is not some 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 regular group that we're dealing with. We want to explore and we want to bring forth the educated aspects of who we are and what we do and what we represent. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. We want to talk about where the debate is went and where it's going. And I think the people deserve the right to know what's going on. And we love our elders. We love all our brothers that's in the mission. And we're not bashing anybody. I think we just need a level platform to talk what we want to speak about and, 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 and expose to the people or make give clarity to the people what's going on. Indeed, brother, definitely. I just want to um, preface or preface before we continue, you know, what our mission statement is in terms of, you know, representatives from the conscious community. You know, earlier you said that, um, you know, that you brothers are out about, you know, you're out here and you're, you're about disseminating information. Now, to my understanding, the formation of the conscious community, I like to call it the conscious network, it's akin to, you know, us all being Ivy League, uh, you know, um, 
it's akin to us all being in school but different Ivy League schools and things of that nature. So you would have yeah. brothers out of Harvard. You would have brothers out of Oxford. You would have brothers out of Princeton. They would come together. They would have a community where they come amongst one another and share information. And we all know that knowledge is power, in, in especially in this information age. So by being a part of the community, everyone would benefit because different people will come inside of the community and share what it is that they know. I will be able to receive that information from the level of understanding or understanding that I have because of my school of thought, a school of knowledge, and I could take that information and apply it to what it is that I'm dealing with as a part of my school. So if I'm in the school of medicine and I meet a brother from the school of science, I could take the wealth of the information that that brother possesses and apply it to what it is that I'm doing inside of the school of medicine. Or if I'm in the school of law and I run into a brother from the school of science, we could we could synthesize our information. You feel what I'm saying? And we can apply the information that would make me stronger. It would give me a stronger foundation. Now I can apply it to what it is that I've been learning in my school and take it another level and another notch. So that ultimately is the ultimate premise. Because I don't know if anybody has has ever really articulated it or explained what the conscious community ultimately is about because, you know, it gets somewhat, you know, uh, cloudy in, in, in its description, convoluted and things of that nature. So we always existed to be, you know, um, an open door. There was always an open door policy. There was always a red carpet or the door was always open for anybody who had something to share to come inside and to sit at the table and to disseminate the information or open up the book. And we would be willing to read from it. Now, you might not agree with everything that you're reading or you might not it you know, you might not resonate with some of the information that you may be receiving, but that's okay. Because when we're in school or when we go into these schools of higher learning and things of that nature, we don't always resonate with the lesson of the day. We don't always resonate with what's being taught to us at the moment. It doesn't always sit right with us. But as we all know, when it comes to this information, because a lot of information is time-stamped and a lot of information is indicative on where you're at in your level of development and growth, some of that information is some of that information makes sense later on in life. When you go back and read older books, when you go back, when you go back and revisit something that you opened up years ago, and it was completely over your head, or you was disagreeing with the information. And then when you revisit it, you're pleasantly surprised because that shit is right on point. You know, yeah. it speaks it speaks to your 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 experience, something that you may have went through after you read the book. Now you become the book. So, yeah. you know, the but inclusion definitely. of the Hebrew Israelites into the conscious community. I don't care what y'all got. Y'all part of the conscious community. We got your legs tied to the damn pillars. You know? You brothers have added value to the conversation. 
you brothers have added, you know, value to the lessons that our brothers and sisters are out there seeking, seeking to know themselves or seeking to have a higher understanding of what it is that, you know, this whole journey is about. You feel what I'm saying? So keep doing what you're doing. Bring the information. Dig it up. Put it on the table and let our people eat. You feel what I'm saying? And we'll be able to give back as a result. So, Definitely. you know, let's get this let's get this party started. Um, a lot of people, um, we're here definitely because a lot of people are not seeing what's going on behind the scene. Um, um, red pill, blue pill, street pharmacies. Y'all know that at that preliminary debate, it got heated, right? But at the same yeah. time, we know it's all love between the brothers. Everybody know that. There's some people try to take it and make it seem like it ain't love. But, you know, um, there was a lot of things that went on that even in the discussion, I saw that it clipped out, which is cool. It's all right. There's no, nothing wrong with that because a lot of stuff was out of control. A lot of stuff was very emotional from a standpoint of a bystander or someone who witnessed it. So I can understand that. But there were a lot of points that the Hebrew Israelites were bringing that wasn't represented, and some points that maybe even the comedic side was bringing that wasn't represented. But in the long haul of the aspect, the thing was that I was being barred from the debate. After that night, I was barred from the debate. But the promotion of me still being in the debate was there. And it's not anything against, you know, sometimes we subconsciously do things because, we can open up a level field like KTL, knowing the ledge. It's something that's leveled because there's no money involved involved right now. You know what I'm saying? Once money become involved, there's sometimes that we may not understand that we're taking a bias approach, but there is bias approach. And we wanted to reach out to somebody I know from my, from being in my house and uh, breaking bread with him and his wife, and his wife breaking bread with my wife. I know that I have a brother in y'all. You know what I'm saying? And 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 this is the beauty of it. So this is the thing that we wanted to approach. We wanted to talk about certain things going on. And I want some of my brothers to speak on this um, that's on the line. So it just don't seem like me talking. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me get my, my, my quick commentary. This is uh, Pina Hesse. Uh, before, before I came on the call with you guys, I was watching uh, Sign Out of TV. He got polite in the house and uh, Booker T., I think uh, Professor uh, James Smalls was in there. But I hear Polite talking about how the debate structure is going to be and how he's going to have uh, bullet points and stuff like that and how he's going to divvy it up. When I was when I was listening to that and when I when I heard about the debate rules in the past, I'm like, hold up. It's like it's like the ABA. Remember the ABA? Yeah, Dr. Jay, Jay Duncan and, you know what I'm saying, doing, doing all this stuff on people. When he came to the NBA, what they do? They raised the rim. They push back the three-point line. It's kind of like the, what, what they're doing it to us, but it's all good. It's all love. Maybe they make the debate stronger and better, more structured, more information is being brought out. But why wait to get, you know, why wait to do that now? And see, and see that's the thing that I don't like because <laughs> I, I heard that um, Dr. Uh, Professor Smalls is going to be in the building. I didn't know Polite was going to be in there. And they're setting rules for something that we're not even we're not even there for. And more than likely, we don't, we're not even on the call for the debate. And that's the funny thing that people don't understand because we're trying to present a good debate. We're going we're gonna to present to the people the best debate they've ever seen. It's going to be so professional. 
the weigh-in was a little personal because it was dealing with behind-the-scene issues. And we wanted to bring the behind-the-scene issues to people so they could see it themselves and don't think that, you know, a lot of people say, oh, polite running scared, the Hebrews running scared. You know, we don't like the speculation. So what I wanted to do with the uh, behind-the-scenes or the weigh-in is what my brothers was bringing forth was the real facts. Let's go, let's talk about really what's happening. And what we presented in the weigh-in is that we wanted to go 50-50. The reason why we wanted to go 50-50 with them is that we wanted to spend just as much money as they are and give them half the money for the debate so we can have an even playing field. See, when you're debating a person that's investing money into the debate, they have a better platform on the debate. That was one of the things we were scared of. And I have to quote my brother Wesley Muhammad. Wesley Muhammad was telling me to create this evil, even platform, that you have to invest the money because if you don't, then they're going to take advantage of that. And that's for my brothers, so I just, I'm just using that. So what we did is we gave them a 50-50. We said, we'll put in half the money. Everything you put in, we'll put in that, and we'll invest the half, and we'll bring in more people than everybody else, and we'll sell more tickets. Whatever you want, we'll do it. They were, people was opposed to that. So we're not going back to the 50-50 thing, but now we want to go into the negotiation aspect where we said that we want – Collectively, because the Hebrew war machine is a, a group of people. Not only that, we were bringing back the mighty Hebrew. If you know who the mighty Hebrew is, he's the brother that was sitting on the couch that was with Tahuti and Shetty in, 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 in a debate that Sardana sells. Then we were bringing Hashar, which has a congregation in itself. Me, I have a congregation, and I'm with another congregation, which Parnassi is a part of, and he's one of the generals in there, and that's the Hebrew war machine. And also we have uh, Priest Daniela, which is a part of Lions of Israel, and the leader of Lions of Israel bringing another congregation. Then you have Elder Gabal, which GOCC, which GOCC have tons of members and the and financially sound. So then also we are bringing in our brother Zion Lex, who did a lot of videos inside of the couch, which was chopped up and a lot of stuff was clipped out. So a lot of these things that we want to talk about is here because it seems like we're not getting a level playing field and the people can seem like we're backing out, but we're not backing out. Like, I talked to Armin Ross squad today, and they said, y'all, y'all, it seems like y'all scared. And I'm like, truth is, we're not scared. We're ready to go to war. Whatever it takes, let's go to war. And this is the, this is the separation of communication. So, you know, um, I, I want to lay, I wanna lay the um, platform there with uh, Zafania, my brother, uh, Divine Prospect, to tell us what we're putting on the table and so they can hear what we put on the table and what we want to be about and what we're going to do. Okay. Peace. Um, well, in, in, in response to uh, what's already been said, I think um, Panahivi had made a, a good point in regards to how people like to stretch um, the limits when you have a person who is uh, adept at a particular game to the point where they have their own uh, playing field and they've been able to master that playing field. And now when you step it up to a, a totally different league who is not prepared for that type of level, um, they tend to exaggerate a lot of things to kind of make it difficult for you to compete. Um, what I'm saying now is not expressing uh, the full heart of everybody involved in the debate in both parties. I'm speaking from my perspective, and I'm also speaking to give clarity to the situation because um, I understand uh, the Hebrew side that I'm a part of. And I, I see that, um, unfortunately, whenever you do a debate, um, and this is not a not to brother polite per se, but you should never be the promoter and the marketer and also be a person involved in the debate. 
Because when you do that, everything is going to be geared towards you to win because you have a lot of money invested, you have a brand invested, an image invested, products invested, and therefore you're going to skew things in your favor so that way everything turns out, you know, in, 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 your, in your favor so that you can um, pretty much win the debate. Now, this is not saying they're doing anything underhanded. The problem is that they're not being clear. And uh, when we bring to them certain terms and conditions, they're not that uh, happy with it. And then uh, things get decided without everybody being involved. You know, so the concerns of my team is that we want to pretty much uh, hammer down uh, the main focal points of the debate. We want them to agree to it. At the same time, we don't want them to bring anybody into the debate that's not in the debate. So if they have a gripe with any in particular individuals and it's not anybody on our team, then it's unnecessary to bring that information to the debate. We need to just stick to what the information is at hand. And I think uh, with this um, platform here, uh, thanks to Nota Ledge, we're able to just clear the air and be able to blow away the smoke um, that's really hanging over um, a lot of individuals in the committed community. You have some people who are honest and some people who are dishonest, and that goes in, in, in on both sides. But in regards to the debate, I think there's a lot of, of favoritism towards the team that has uh, the ones that's marketing and promoted the most. You know, Sanetta has the platform um, via uh, Black News 102, and Brother Polite is um, part of the marketing. So that kind of affects us, you know, in regards to what I say is and, and the image of the debate to the public. Um, one last thing I'll say, and then I'll, I'll pass the mic, is that um, – Recently, I was in uh, on side of this couch. Uh, I was there uh, with Gabar and Awanya Sak, uh, along with Polite, Shaka, and um, uh, Sanoda and Reggie. And um, if anybody's seen the live stream, they've seen it. It was really raw and uncut. Um, and if you missed it, then you can watch the video that's, uh, that was put up there by Sanetta. Uh, the problem was that um, as I was sitting there, a lot of the concerns that I had um, – they didn't really want to address it at the debate, you know, because it, 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 would, it, would, it wouldn't work in their favor. And I think anything that we present to them that would not work in their favor is something that they, they're not going to keep on the table, you know, uh, whether it's finances, whether it's subject matter. And uh, I was trying to bring a couple of points out because the point that I wanted them to know is that, you know, you're dealing with people who have scholarship that's going to be behind the work that we present. Uh, you know, like Nazi had mentioned at one point in time, uh, and Polite had also co-signed on it, is that this was supposed to be a collegiate debate. You know, so the information that we present and the format that we present is something that we can show our kids, you know, when they get older, something that we can play in uh, black colleges or even general universities. So we have to make sure that the playing field is leveled and that both teams have equal opportunity to present the information, uh, that we're able to sort everything out and that the public is aware uh, what the rules and engagement are, and I think it's unfortunate that we have to reach out to the extent of Nodaledge Radio, uh, not saying anything about Nodaledge Radio, but we have to reach out to other platforms uh, because we feel that our voice is not being heard and, um, you know, that people need to know what's going on. So I just wanted to say that in my closing and also say that um, I agree with my, my brothers in regards to their stance. And we just want clarity. We just want an even playing field. And uh, we just want uh, the public to have a peace of mind to know that we're more than prepared for this debate. Definitely, definitely. And, and, and the brother said, you know, and I think, and I think uh, Divine Prospect for what he brought forth because it was very intellectual. Um, 
a lot of things where they do is a lot of times when we have stuff to, to, to bring forth for combat against what they're saying, they want to cut, not, not cut us off, but sometimes cut out snippets of it. You understand what I'm saying? Um, it's a lot of things going on where I was being, like, targeted as the individual that was barred for the debate, right? And as that, you promote me on the flyer as I'm on the flyer, but at the same time you're saying. Like, real talk, if we talk about it now, we're discussing it. Um, from what I hear from the other side, they don't even have an opponent. So we're not the, oppo- we're not the opponent. So we're still pushing our way in and trying to, to be the ones who want to take this debate. And we really want to give the people what they want because people are paying for Hashar. Uh, uh, they're paying for Nasi. They're paying for Peace Daniela. They're paying for the Zion Lex. These people are actually paying money for something that is not even guaranteed. And some of the things that we see now was negotiation between uh, um, a brother, Elder um, Hapi Shishaya, and uh, other brothers that was across the board while we was already still in the playing field, how we were supposed to be already having this debate. So now we present it to the family like, yo, this debate needs to be pushed by you. Everybody on here, even if you're on the comedic side and you want the comedics to bash us and destroy us, it's okay because this debate is not about Kemet or Israel. It's not. When you get to the debate, you'll see it's about the upliftment of black people, period. The information we're bringing is powerful for both sides. It may not agree with the side that your team you're rooting for, but it's information for both sides. And when you walk away, you will be happy and empowered. You will have new information, more information, stronger information to be pro-African, to be pro-black, all of these things that we're bringing. But we want you, the people, to stand up and say we want the debate between Hashar or whoever it is, all of these brothers to be in it because this is what you're promoting and this is what we want to see. We want to see the best of the best. And we went down in negotiations. We went so far down that we were almost looked at as a laughing stock to individuals, but we still wanted this debate to go on because we are confident. We are confident. We have people flying in from different countries to be a part of this debate to show what we are trying to talk and what we're trying to present. And I think people are, are scared of information, and they're scared. One of the things is that they say we're going to take personal attacks. Let me tell you, this debate is not about personal attacks. It is not by no means. But you best believe that people are fishing information to cause division between the Hebrew Israelites. But one thing our brothers can say on this phone is that we formed a united front, not for this debate. And I want to be clear to you. We didn't form a United Front for this debate. We formed this United Front before the debate because we're tired of fighting each other and we're ready to build in the Creator's name. And this is something that's going to be so powerful for our people, so powerful for the nation of Israel, not even the nation of Israel, so powerful for our Moorish brothers, so powerful for our Islamic brothers that we're going to take this to another level. We're going to come together. And this is what the debate is about. It's about standing on our square and bringing forth the information that they don't want you to hear. And that's the thing. We're not slandering, not two-shotting, we're not trying to say that you did this or you did that. We just want to bring the information that you're talking about and what you brought forth and what you're teaching to say that this is not right or is incorrect and let us correct you on it. And if we were incorrect in some aspects, let correct us on it. But that's good because guess what? We all learn. 
And I, I would be a fool. See, sometimes our ego get in the way of us being corrected because we believe we're not men. We're too busy trying to be God, and God is perfection that we don't want to say that we faulted or we, or we misguided people in some aspects. But I tell you here, we are men, and we are imperfect in many ways. We are looking for a God consciousness, but we're striving for it. So we think no the ledge, but we got Hashar, we got all divine, we got divine prospect, we got uh, priest Daniela, all of them to bring information about how they feel and what's going on. Uh, Want to add a little something? Add a little something to that. Um, you know, me Panahesi, um I don't, I don't agree with maybe ninety percent of the history that Hebrews teach. Right, but I know I'm a Hebrew Israelite. The ten percent, the ten percent that I do agree with is that we Hebrew Israelites and we got to keep the commandments, and that alone is enough for me to unite with my brothers, right? And when it comes to me dealing with the comedic side, like Brother Jonathan from the Amara Squad, I've been with him all the time. You know, I was just talking to him the other day about bringing honest scholarship, and we need to we need to stop weaponizing the scholarship. We can't weaponize the information or the history. If I'm a Hebrew and I'm looking for evidence of a Hebrews and Kemet, I should be able to go to the Amara squad, the, the brothers that study the Medinetra and the history. I should be able to go to them and say, brother, I'm looking for information of Hebrews and Kemet. And they should give it to me. They should give it to me. It shouldn't be weaponized. It shouldn't be all oh, the Hebrews and Kemet when they know it is. See what I'm saying? That's weaponizing it. And, and that makes me want to go to a European scholar to get the information when I can get it right from my brother, if you the scholar. The same thing goes for the Hebrews. You know what I'm saying? So True. that's what my True. mindset is, with, you know what I'm saying, with that. And that, that's what this is about. It's about the evolution of Hebrew consciousness because we've been taught a lot of things that may not be true. And it's not through the scriptures, it's the interpretation of the scriptures. And this is what we're trying to bring forth to the people is because our forefathers that came before us, and this is what we want to share with the Hebrew Israelite um, community and the Kemetic community. Your scholars before wasn't 100% correct. It is your job to build off the facts and the foundation that they presented before us and elevate it to another level, but we see that that's not growing. And this is one of the things that I want to show. I want to show the people, right? Mm-hmm. I want to show the people that, that, that even with the Amorah squad, the Amorah squad and the Hebrew Israelites or the Hebrew war machine went back and forth, back and forth, but the truth is, each one of the groups, we evolved from our going back and forth. Like, we throw something at the Amara, and they be like, okay, well, we're going to look into that. Or they throw something at us, and we got to look into it. And guess what? We grew. And now we elevated ourselves. And that's how it was supposed to be. It was just one sword chopping another sword. But when, like, like you said, Parnassi said, if we go into it not acknowledging that other, the other group made us better or we can help out the other group, you know what I'm saying? And this is what I look at. When I look at the Magi or I look at what uh, Jonathan is promoting, the Magi did protect Hebrews. You understand what I'm saying? So if you're going into a historical perspective, they protect the Hebrews. So now where's the protection now? So, so let me ask some you of the things that we have to realize. Go ahead. By coming, by bringing the different Hebrew camps together, are you saying that you are trying to synthesize the information the doctrine? Bring it, bring it to me. Well, what I'm saying is when I'm bringing all, 
I'm trying to, what we're trying to do is show that there is an evolution. And what we're realizing is, and uh, please, Donnie Yala can give a, a, better, a better perspective, or I want him to come into this. But what we're saying is, what we're realizing that every Hebrew group that we have is strong in one aspect. So we actually have to form Voltrons in order to come up with the whole conclusion. And not only that, Morris paradigm or the Morris group has something that we need. Not only that, the comedic community actually helped us on esoteric meanings and helped us evolve to a certain level because we were in conflict with them, but we learned from them. See, sometimes when you go to war with people, you learn from them, no matter what. Just like the mm-hmm. Nazis in Germany and World War, World War One, World War Two, all of these groups, they learned from each other because they had to advance what they had in order to survive. So we're learning from each other, and learning from each other, we have to bring forth a stronger perspective on Israelite culture that is actually validating what our historians have told. And these are some of the things that we're talking about. And and, and, and even when I talk, I heard um, KT talk about the cerebral spinal fluid, we can get into the um, story of Noah. The story of Noah is talking about the cerebral spinal fluid coming from the cranium, the cranial pump and the sacral pump from the bottom of the spine. These things is always talking. It's talking about the upper waters and the lower waters breaking forth. These things are talking on metaphysical levels that we can understand. So we have to evolve the understanding because it's not actually evolution. It's actually going back into what we taught in the ancient times. But sometimes we dumb down our information because we're coming from an ethnocentric ideology. And what I'm talking about ethnocentric is basically comparing other cultures to your culture and trying to break them down from your understanding, which never works. Let me ask you a question, brother. Uh-huh. The synthesizing that you say that you want that you um that you want to do by, you know, reaching out to the Moors, reaching out to the Now Valley Kemet uh, community, and reaching out to the other brothers that are out here in the community. Does your does your doctrine even allow for that to even take place? Hold on. Oh, it, it has to. No, Let me tell you. I think what he's saying is that, you no, know, no, I understand. If, if, right. No, no, no. I understand. Um, what I'm saying is Torah is universal knowledge. If we don't understand Torah is universal knowledge, and one of the things that um, um, our brother Reggie said is that Hebrews are the custodian of ancient knowledge. So when you go into Hebrew, Hebrew understanding, perfect example, when we go into Enoch, Enoch is Tehuti. They're the same person. You understand what I'm saying? So we're not negating other people or not other people's concepts. It's certain concepts that we can't have in the midst of us that influence us because it's based off of sexuality. And sexuality, sometimes, as you know, in our community is stronger on the subconscious and something that's hard to get out of the subconscious. So now when you put our youth in the midst of sexuality and lewdness, then it's hard for them to evolve into their higher state or their higher self, and they're based on their lower self. So this is what we are cautious about, because guess what? We always lived amongst moors. If you read The Rise and Fall of Paradise, I have it right here by um, an author called um, Benzina, right? Benzina speaks about, he speaks about how, the Jews or the Hebrews let the Moors in there because they were being oppressed. And the Moors came and fought off the Europeans, the Visigoths and them, 
and put them on the back burner, and the Hebrews didn't want the forefront, so they gave it to the Moors, but they just wanted to live in peace. So if we if we're gonna be if we're gonna be naive to the fact that Hebrews and Moors and Christians all lived under the same place, because look at it in the Muslim they call it the midrash, in Hebrews the midrash it means from seeking out, from seeking out what, from seeking out knowledge. So our schools were called midrashes. We all had we all had similarities. So we all had a place where we dwelt together. It was when the Europeans and the Ferdinands and Isabellas and them divided us that we became at war. Yes, indeed. We know that uh, all of our histories are pretty much intertwined. So what I was pretty much reaching for is to see what a vision in your eyes, in your mind, what do you see as the ultimate vision of the synthesis where all of these groups can coincide and live under one roof? as they did relatively at some period, you know what I'm saying? Maybe not every single group together at one point, but, you know, there was a history of when Israel was in Kemet, you know what I'm saying? And there was some level of stability in regards to some things still being done and some aspects of culture being advanced. There's definitely a story, history in terms of the Moors and the Hebrews Going hard body, you know what I'm saying? You know what it is. Forward. What it what it, what it is is, what it is is that it's a common enemy. When the Hebrews in in in, in Europe, they had a common enemy. It was the, the 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 Europeans inside of the country, and that's what led them in there. Because when you read the Rise and Fall of Paradise, it was something that affected the uh, the Moors that was in North America, and the Hebrews. Both of them were pissed at the Europeans, and they said, "Yo, come in here." They married one of the daughters of the Moors and, and, and misused her. So the Moors of the North were instigated, and they were angry at the Europeans, and they came in there and they wiped them out. Same thing with Egypt. Now, when you look at Egypt, you look at the story of Tahaka and Piyanki. Tahaka and Piyanki were the Ethiopians, but the Ethiopians protected the whole Nile Valley, even though they, that wasn't their temple. The Temple of Thebes wasn't their temple at that time, but they still protected it. And they went all the way up to the Delta and did ex- military exhibitions where they showed off their military prowess just so the Assyrians wouldn't come in. And even when the Assyrians tried to attack the Levant area in Israel, and to come into Egypt to just to set up stage and come into Egypt and set garrisons in Israel, the the Ethiopians went all the way to Israel and protected Hezekiah in them. And this is in the scriptures. Why? Because they had a common enemy. If this is in the times that we don't believe we have a common enemy, then we don't know what we're fighting against. Well, next question. And that was at a particular time like this, when we see what we see outside of our windows, we hear the cries coming from the children and the women alike, you know what I'm saying? And people are looking at the debates, and they're like, yo, is that necessary? You feel me? Like, when are we all going to get on this one common page and look at, you know, our true, quote, unquote, adversaries out there? When are we going to look at what's really threatening us? threatening us as a family from the outside. So do you feel in your heart and your mind, in order for the things to get done in community, you know, that we're speaking about, in order for those things to get done effectively, you know what I'm saying, in order for us us to move, you know, like you said, 
different groups have different specialties and they bring different things to the table in order for those things to work and actually be executed effectively, do you feel that this necessary process right here is needed to iron out the wrinkles or what have you? Or can we just no, get I, to the work? I think I think that we can get to the work and, 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 and I stand I stand strong by what I say. And I think you know what I, I mean, red and blue, that I wasn't never for the debate. You understand know what I'm saying? I did the debate, and then I've seen the repercussions from the debate, and it kind of affected me because I'm a very nurturing person. And I don't want to carry – I don't want to go on because there's other brothers on the line. I want them to talk. But what I want to say is this, that I don't believe that this debate is necessary, and I think that you've seen me say that that night in the uh, 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 um, the weigh-in. This debate isn't necessary. But when you have people, when you, you're teaching the people out in the streets and you're, you're bum-rushed by the cameras, which is no problem. I love my elder Sarnetta because if it wasn't for no Sarnetta and the creator didn't put Sarnetta in the midst of us, then we wouldn't be elevated to unite. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I think mm-hmm. he has his purpose. And maybe he, sometimes he may not know his purpose, but his purpose is greater than what he even knows. And I, and I thank the creator for blessing him. You understand what I'm saying? But no, sometimes when we get into it and we, we're talking to the people in the streets and the camera comes talking about what about Kemet, what about this, or what about that, or you go to your temple and brothers are talking about I'm going to come to your temple or they come to your temple and send people to infiltrate your temple or you're getting calls asking questions about you and, and saying what do you think about Hebrews? You don't even know the person, but they're continually asking questions to get information. Enough is enough. In order for us to move forward, then maybe we have to crush the head of those that's causing a division, and that's where we stand. <coughs> my, my, uh, my, we I'm got Hasha and them. We got all the brothers on the line. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, that question wasn't just posed to you, as well as none of these questions is just singularly yeah. being posed to you. You know, anybody can feel free to add up and build as well. Okay. Uh, now, when it comes to uh, unifying, uh, uh, being in unison with each other, I think a lot of that, a lot of the disunity and not being on the same page, it breaks down to how the information is disseminated to the people, and uh, and what we accept as uh, as scholarship. Uh, I was talking to a brother from, um, I forget, one of the Amara Squad members, and I was telling him how uh, I was reading a book that. Uh, that Dr. John Henry Clark wrote. And in the book, Dr. Clark, he said that as a student, it's our job to go back and find whatever whatever the generation before us missed, omitted, or, or, or purposely looked over. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and get the information out uh, the right way. But I think when it comes to the Bible and Kemet, it's at a stalemate because for so long the idea was the Bible stole everything from Kemet. All the characters, all the concepts, all came from Kemet. That's that's been a general consensus, uh, consensus in the conscious community forever. So now you got a you got a group of Hebrews coming up that's saying that's not so. At this day and age, we need scholars to step up to be honest, to give honest scholarship. Because you wouldn't believe how many people out here really think that Hebrews never existed. Because that's that's what's being taught in the conscious community. They they. They feel like it's all all made up because that's what's being taught. We need people to come and correct that. And when they correct that, they can they can bring out, well, listen, the Hebrews, the Hebrews were here, and this is what they did. This is how we built together. Um, the the Noah story, the uh, Adam and Eve story, those are, those are all ancient African 
Those are all ancient African stories. It, it don't belong to anybody. You can go to West Africa right now. They still venerate Adam still to this day. That's our commonality. You know, they can say myth, fairy tale, whatever, but the people on the continent, they still venerate Adam. They still venerate Enoch. They still uh, uh, venerate Cain and Abel. They still do that on the continent. That's our commonality. We need to stop saying somebody stole something or plagiarized something. That knowledge don't belong to any of us. It's universal. The whole African continent had those same concepts. Once we figure that out, once we figure that out, we can start unifying just off of that alone. Yeah, this is um, this is Brother Daniel. I just wanted to to add on to what the brother Nasi was saying a moment ago. He's in response to the question that you asked yeah. um about you know whether the debates are necessary. You know, when we go back and we check out the the genesis of these debates, we didn't go to the committed community looking for debates. They came to us. And they didn't come to us in in a way of just saying like, would you like, would you brothers like to have a conversation or a dialogue? They came in a confrontational manner to confront camps as though they were going to basically destroy the whole Hebrew Israelite philosophy. That's their mentality. And if you listen, that that rhetoric about destroying one side is only coming from their side. You've not heard myself. You've not heard Nasi. You've not heard. Uh, Divine Prospect, you've not heard Zion Lex, and you've not heard Hashal say that we're going to destroy them guys, and when we're done, there's not going to be any more committed community. That's not coming from us. That's coming. That negative energy is coming from that side, and that's just the truth. So as far as the people are concerned, that's, that's, that's never been our intent. But if you call us to the carpet, we're going to respond, because that's what we do. That's what we've always done. That's what we do in the streets. That's what we do, you know, uh, with the information that we have. If you call us to the carpet about the information that we are disseminating as far as us being Hebrew Israelites, it is our job to respond and teach the people the truth. And that's why we responded to the debate, but we haven't called for the debate. And after this debate, there won't be any more debates because we got to get back to the business of teaching our people, man. That's what we need to do. There's so much going on in the world right now all around us. We all can see that, that these debates really are not necessary, but... Since it's already been set up, since it's already been called for, we're going to do it. You know, some positive might come out of this. Hopefully the community, people all across the community will learn things they didn't know before, have a better understanding of what the Hebrew Israelite community stands for, what we teach, you know, what is true, what is not true. The same thing goes for the comedic side. And if, if, if that's what comes out of this debate, then that's good. But this is it, as far as I'm concerned. This is it. So let me ask you, brother, because you do seem very steep in Scripture as well. Do you see divine providence being played out not only in a situation such as this, like the brother said, moving towards the debate, so moving to the debate, whether it was impulse or implied from the outside force, still brought brothers together, you know what I'm saying, it still acted as, yeah. you know, a, a unifying, bonding factor in the fact that now, you know, we can see our brothers share a platform. Also, you know, do you see the divine providence at play in regards to the things that we see in the news, you know, going on right now? And our timeline, you know, the fact that we have been thrown back as a people mentally, you know what I'm saying, they kind of like last year threw the people back to the 60s and the 50s. But as far back as you go to the 60s and the 50s, you got to go to the 30s and the 20s. And that's where you're going to find the more Hebrews at. And then you go back further than that, when you go to the Christian narrative, and you go to, you know, the family that was on plantations and things of that nature, and it going back to, you know, the continent or it going back into the origin of these stories, 
wherever they have emerged from, then you get back into, you know, a, a lot older aspects of it. And these seem to be issues that some may have been resolved or some may not have been resolved through time. And now here we are, you know, still trying to get this thing figured out. Hey, you know, I want to I want to say this. Um, I will, let me tell you one thing with me, and I'm gonna let the uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, my brothers jump in. I'm gonna be brief. My whole thing when brothers would come to me to debate I would, uh, about debates, I was saying let's go to Ferguson and put on a free show for these brothers and sisters. Every one of these brothers in the conscious community. This is after the second. This is after the second riot. This is the second riot. When the second riot happened, I said, let's go to the Ferguson and put on a show for these brothers, a free show, and teach them and give them guidance. I was turned, by, turned down by everybody that's on the debate panel. I'm not talking about the Hebrew side. I'm talking about all the brothers. I'm talking about the conscious community. And it was only you, Red Pill, Blue Pill, that was saying, and y'all meet me out there and a couple, of, a lot of Moorish brothers. Um, Let me just add on to, to what everybody's saying. It's like this. It's like if you look, because earlier I heard you, you Kings talking about, you know, the, the the change, you know, as far as the time, 2015. I mean, if you deal with Gematria, if you look at 2015, it adds up to the number eight, number eight being infinity. And it's no no coincidence that even this debate is on the eighth itself, dealing with infinity. And as far as, you know, a higher force bringing things together, um, the, 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 the creator actually put, this is a two-year process from Nasi to Tazariah on to now that Israelites is coming to a certain forefront. Why is that? If you look at the foundation of America itself, it deals with Mosaic law. If you deal with everything that's before us, there has to be a different government to take place, take precedence with everything. You know, so like when you look at the brothers in the Moorish community as they deal with sovereignty and that understanding, they know that Mosaic law deal with that common law. If you damage a man, you have to pay for it. If you damage his property, you have to deal with it. Other than that, we're dealing with administrative codes. So now bringing back the law, statutes, and commandments of the Heavenly Father, that's actually dealing with that, that, that's already instituted here. So now you have brothers in the streets. And see, what people fail to realize was happening before their eyes, it's not. It's already in progress. There's nothing to say that what we're going to do is already in progress. You've got different Hebrew-Israelite communities that have already communed together. You see? Why? Because now it's the stance for the law, the commandments, and the people and the creator. So once the comedic community and everybody else sees this on a different level, they're going to have to produce something than just their glorified stories that they have. So... It's not about what you see brothers in the street beating their chests, all this other stuff. Well, we do that because we know we're going against the common enemy. But they don't realize that, I mean, we be in classrooms and in the temples, I mean, going through all sorts of rigorous, uh, rigorous work just to study and to bring these things back out there. So, And then just to let the public know, trust and believe. Nobody has ever been afraid to run from this. If we all talk about this, if it could be today, Let's do it right now. It's just that there's fears on the other side. You understand? Fears about what we may bring and what we may present. If you stand firm on what you believe, then you should bring out that which you know. And that way everybody else can get an understanding. So when you come to Israelites about our Bible, about what we do, you can come at us any way, any day, any time. We're going to stand firm with it. 
because it's just a it's just a clear foundation. The law, statutes, commandments. Then we go to history, go here, there, and there. You know, so it's like um, it's easy for people to see who's really uh, running from this or afraid from this. It's not the Israelites because we always been there and we ain't going nowhere. You know, and um, it's something that polite truly got to answer to because he's the leader of that team, and um, it's something that he's not dealing with and presenting. So I'm just just putting that out there. I don't want nobody to think that we coming on Northern Ledge and say, well, this is going, ain't nobody crying. We can do this today, you know, and um, it's, it's what it is, and that's something that we all need to look at, and the unity is already there. You know, you got Messianic Israelites. You got Old Testament Israelites. You got Israelites that just, you know, uh, don't just stay to the side and don't even deal with nobody. But everybody is rallying together saying, let's do this as a nation. So once we put the little simple pieces together, it's a wrap. Because as the scriptures tell us, we all see in part. You know, so we come together, we see as a whole. So it's already here. So, yeah, this is divine providence and things coming in that the Heavenly Father went. Israel, his doctrine, to stand. Stand in the forefront and show everybody, like, this is time, because it's time for a new government, and that government is under the auspices of the Heavenly Father. I, I concede. I give it up. That's true. Uh, I wanted to build up for that. Um, uh, a lot of brothers, like, I think the community, the people in general, have a misunderstanding of what we mean by Kemet on trial. We don't mean that we're putting the civilization of Kemet on trial. We're putting today's remix, remake, uh, doctrinated form of, of the history of Kemet on trial. That's what we're putting on trial. Not Kemet was a great place, great civilization, did many great things. I own, in my personal library, I have more books on Kemet than I have on anything. But outside of Kemet being a good piece of history to study, we have yet to see them put these things into practical use that we can use to elevate and liberate our people. You know, uh, back in the 60s, 30s, and stuff like that, you had that black liberation theology that Marcus Garvey used, that Elijah Muhammad used, that Khalid Muhammad used. All these were centered on the three major religions, so-called. Islam, Judaism, Christianity. Yo, I got to get ready. They don't... um, when it comes to this community, the, the, the comedic community, they don't have they don't have the liberation to rise. Hold on, somebody move their phone. Somebody move their phone. Somebody mute their phone. Alright. Yeah, they don't they don't. Uh, when it comes to the community, the comedic community, they don't have a liberation theology. They have history. That's great. You know, you can be the historians of of of, of the nation, teach the history. But but as far as that goes, you don't have anything else. And, well, I'm not, I won't say that. I have yet to see it. Like I respect I respect Khalid Muhammad. I respect Nova Ali. I respect uh, uh, Elijah Muhammad. Those are the elders, and all and every elder on down, they always they never uh, uh, spoke against uh, or or pit people against the Bible. Uh, a famous quote from Khalid Muhammad that I always use: Khalid Muhammad, he said that the Bible is the key to unlocking the minds of black people, but we need somebody to take us in the book. And those people are the Hebrews. Right. I think, I think in reference to... When Khalid Muhammad came and do a presentation or a lecture, the first thing he say is, Assalamu alaikum, shalom, hotep. You know what I'm saying? He's speaking unity. 
Yeah, he's speaking to the family of nations. And um, I, I do want to add in terms of what you said in regards to the comedic community not having a liberation um, ideology or platform, I think more so the approach is that the education is what's, you know what I mean, the, the education by way of history that they're bringing to the people is what they feel precedes any thought of or, you know, what we could put together in regards to liberation. You got to know who you are, where you came from, what your history is before you know where you're going, you know. And I think along that particular trail, whether going backwards to whether they're going to be taking you, you know what I'm saying, and then going forwards, then you get to cover a lot of different ground, and that's when you get introduced to different aspects. Um, I mean, that's, that's you know what I mean? They might yeah, preface I, I, I it. Somebody might preface it different. You know what I'm saying? But this is yeah, me. I, I guess from the house, I in and seeing what I see. No, and, and this is the thing. We never taught that. We never taught. In fact, the Hebrew Israelites is one of the first people to teach the Egyptians were black. You understand what I'm saying? And we never taught that Egypt was an oppressive system. There were some oppressive systems inside of Egypt. And that's where you break down Maneto's dynasty because they, each dynasty is ruled by a different family. So in each different family, you have different rules and regulations. So when we say that we were ruled or oppressed in a certain time, we're not speaking completely against all Egyptians. This is one thing that has to be understood. So when we speak, people need to listen, and they really need to understand because they think that, oh, you're attacking Kemet, you're attacking this. When we put, listen, Kemet on trial wasn't our title. What we said is we wanted to, um, if we was going to do it, we was going to go against these brothers and put their beliefs on trial. So polite, a uh, uh, brother, creative brother, he came up with Kemet on trial, and we agreed with it because it was his perspective of Kemet. And later on it evolved into a debate between Reggie and Shaka Atmos because it was a three-way debate. And then we had Shaka Atmos that may have dropped out but came back in and now was on a lower card. We have Reggie that's just a researcher. So Amara Swa came and supported um, um, our brother Polite. So it's no it's no love loss. I mean, I think is we wanna we wanna show we wanna give the people what they pay for. We wanna give them the best the best debate they ever seen and I and I can't I'm I'm not kidding you. This is gonna be so smooth. If it get out of hand, it, best believe it's not because we made it get out of hand. We want it to be the smoothest we want it to be. We want it to be something powerful. We want it to be something uplifting where red pill, blue pill, y'all play it back like once a once a week on y'all show for two months straight. That's what we want. We want people to say, you know what, it's been an informational change. And that's where we're at right now when we talk about the Saturn and the Scorpio. It's going to be a change and a lesson that's an information that's going to happen. It's got to happen. And that's what we want to present. We want to, we want to bring that flow of information. And the stuff that we have, oh, man, I want everybody, people that's pro-Kemet, to be there. They'll walk away. They won't be sad. They'll be happy. And Hebrews, you'll be happy too. Indeed. Indeed. Now, um, you know, like I said, people seem to, especially now because of what they see on the TV, you know, people seem to get uncomfortable just at the thought of, you know, melanated brothers not getting along or going at one another, you know what I'm saying, because they feel that if your back is turned to what's going on outside, the quote-unquote real enemy, and you're only looking out of eye and focus on one another, 
you can't see what's going on beyond that wall, and the wall is where the advance is really coming from, you know. So are we going to, is something being put in plan where there can be a closed-door session afterwards where factions can come together? Like, what's being done to capture the steam of this event before, you know, that steam or that steam dissipates and goes where it goes, and then, you know what I'm saying, you grasping through the gaseous airs and trying to pull the pieces back together, but everybody is already going to tally up. You know how them post debates be, you know what I'm saying? No, no, I know. You know, and that's why, that's that's the main reason. Before I went into the debate, I said I don't want to do another debate, but then afterwards I was like, I never want to do another debate because I call my brother, I call him, he don't answer. It's like a lot of people took offense. You know, it's just a lot of things going on. But I want to tell you, red and blue, you already know how what type of man I am. You know what I'm saying? You think I united with just Moors? You think I just I united with just Islamic brothers? The unification is already happening. So don't think don't think at that debate you're not gonna see a unification. It, it because even if it's not with the brothers that we just debated, it's already there. And we're trying our best to make it where where we can unite with these brothers. And we spoke on many accords. You know, I've been trying to do something with a polygamous uh, form with Polite. You know, Polite even tried to get me to be a part of the New Covenant after the SETI debate. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's, so I was down for all of these things. You know, it's just that Israel wasn't ready for that right now. You know what I'm saying? So the things that we're talking about is just getting our people unified and doing something big. But unification is not going to come under one banner. And that's where we get it twisted. Unification is going to come under the banner of collective banners, like a United Nations. So when we all figure that out, we're going to be able to build. I'm ready to build. You know, you know, blue, red, y'all can bring any Egypt or Kemetic person or Moorish brother or food of Islam or Islamic brothers, and they say, yo, we want to build, you know we're going to make it happen. You already know. And, and let, me, let me add to that what the king is saying. Like, um... And to your to your question, it's like this. Daniela had mentioned earlier that they always came to our camps. You know what I'm saying? And what we what were we doing? We were actually on, going against our enemy that has oppressed our people mentally, spiritually, and physically, economically. Okay, and this is what Israelites do all day long. So we we build soldiers. Priests and kings, we build people to go back out into the community on a different level. So if you really look at it, it's not us going at the comedic community. That got to be put out there and the world got to know that. It's not us going at them. they the ones that came at us. So therefore, I mean, we do what we do. And, you know, we defend what we got to defend and go into it. So now when you look at it, we have always been there going against that man that has did what he did to our people. Even to this day, as a matter of fact, me, Nasi, and Tazariak were supposed to do this from the beginning. So I never asked, he actually, what you want, boy, Sean, what you want to do? And I said, all right, me, Nasi, Tazariak, left it at that. Now, we, it was a gap of space in between because the thing happened out there in Staten Island. The thing happened out there in Ferguson. And as we doing it, it still goes along. And only reason being is because one thing that this man fears, he fears a unified front, but not a marching unified front, not a unified front that's going to say no justice, no peace, so forth and so on. He fears fears that front that's saying, look, y'all got to go. That's what he fears. 
And this is why he always gets people, a puppeteer, to tell the people to calm down, so on and so forth. He don't want no Israelite or no Hebrew Israelite doctrine out there. He don't want that. He cannot have that. He don't mind you calling yourself African, African-American, black, comedic, no matter what it is. There's only two labels that he don't like out there when you call yourself a more and more importantly, a Hebrew Israelite. When you say you that, the white man has a problem with that because now he knows now not only are you getting into politics, you're getting into law. Not only are you get into politics and law, you get into the infrastructure in which he designed based on our culture. So this is what people got to see, that they came at us. So it's not about that. So whenever they're ready to go after the man, because many brothers on that side, polite and others, they said, I don't have a problem with the white man. I don't have a problem with this, that, and the other. But this is the same man that goes against their infrastructure. So all I'm saying is we just got to remember that it was them. We ready. We ready. They want to come on. Let's do Let's do what we got to do, raise our people, and go out those people that's coming after ours. And that's it. Okay, so maybe, we, you know, where are we at today? Like, where are we at with the debate? Is everything, you know, greenlit? Is everything to go? Are you still having a problem, Brother Nasi, in regards to your participation? Um, well, uh, what I would say is that I think everything is still in negotiation stage to finalize everything. Um, the information has already been um, uh, given out to both sides. Uh, Brother Nazi is just trying to uh, let the public know uh, that the Hebrews still want to be involved in the debate and uh, let them know from an unbiased perspective um, our stance and, um, you know, how they feel in regards to the dealings in regards to the debate. So, um, you know, ultimately, you know, uh, I believe the GOCC shocker portion of it is done, but the main debate is um, still being settled in regards to um, – you know, the, the last thing that we need to ink on paper so that both sides can agree to it. Um, earlier, there was a session on uh, Sonetta TV um, that had Polite, Professor Smalls, and, um, you know, Professor Kaba, uh, Shaka, and they were discussing uh, some terms and conditions. Um, the moderators being Professor Kaba and Professor Smalls, um, you know, they were, you know, stating their stance and their position in regards to um, how they would like the debate to go. Um, I would say the energy that the elders um, gave out when they were there, Professor Cobb and Professor Smalls actually kept things civil, and they were keeping things balanced. And I respect the elders for that because, you know, they they understood that we wasn't there to represent ourselves. So uh, they pretty much kept things in line. So I do give them props for that. And everybody was respectful on the line um, and on Sana TV earlier today. Uh, also, I think um, uh, Sanetta had told me that he was calling in. So I don't know if, if you're going to open a line for him or not, but he just sent me a text that he would call it in because he found out uh, that we was going to be on the line tonight. So his, his, he's, I think he's calling from a 646-676 uh, number. Um, if you get in that okay. call, I think that's him. So I don't know I don't know how we're going to um, how to regulate it, but, you know, he said he wants to call in and, um, I guess, give his two cents. So. I actually see the brother at the call queue. Let me go and open up our brother's line, all right? Call up in the 646-676. Brother Sarnetta, peace. Peace, family. What's going on, Brother Red Hill? It's blue. Peace, family. What's good with you, man? No peace to the uh, the Hebrews. What's happening? Peace, King. Peace. Peace. Okay. Um, you know I've got to keep it real. I always keep it real. You know what I'm saying? And, um... 
this is not nothing personal to none of my brothers, especially my man Hashal and uh, brother not seeing them. But I got to totally disagree with damn near everything my brother Nasi said. You know, everything that the brother said was a lie. That was a straight up lie, especially when you said, let me finish before y'all cut me off and then I let y'all go. The debate is not about to see if, they, if these brothers know Kimmet. The debate is about Kimmet on trial. See, if you put the debate and you change the name as these brothers know Kimmet, then now it becomes a personal thing. So we have to stay on the topic, and I'm saying the same thing for them. I'm not taking no side. Many times I tried to get the Hebrews to do interviews. It ain't like I'm running from them brothers. I would never do that. Hashar and Brother Daniello were supposed to be sitting in on this meeting today. And if I'm lying, Hashar could tell you, but something happened with Brother Daniello where he couldn't get off. So that's why they called out, and then they're going to be here tomorrow. They're supposed to be coming in tomorrow. So I would, my, my doors is always open to the brothers, man, so I would never um, not promote them brothers. You see what I'm saying? I would never. So, so, so you said you said you called in to say I'm lying, but you 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 rebuke other brothers. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the things when you were saying, you know, you that was a lie when you was talking about that. You so know, what I, I was talking about what? What I was talking about what? I was talking about what? That was earlier. See, I've been on the damn line for so long trying to get nah, out. No, nah, no, nah, but I'm saying when I was talking about both, what, because we're gonna get down to it. Let's go. I've been on both conversations, brother. As far as when you're saying, um. You know, the trouble is coming from that side. No, nah, it's not no trouble, brother. We don't yeah, even yeah. We don't care to talk about that. We we um we already took care of that. You see, we already negotiated that right there. I called you. We many negotiated times. what? We negotiated what? Um, so I'm telling people. You many times I called tonight and I said, brother, y'all got to knock it off. We got to bring the people some powerful information. It ain't no personal stuff. I said oh, that. I, I agree. I agree. You know, but come on, man, let's not get up here and do this now. So, so man. what did I say? What did I say? You said you said when Nazi said he's a liar, he's lied. So what did I say? It'll come to me. I ain't taking no notes. All right, well, that's that's the thing I'm talking about because personally, when I said that, when I called, I called Armor Ross Squad today, and they said that the debate they don't have nobody to debate. This is oh, what I they got said. It. I got it. When you said um, right, when go. you said something about they going over there to um High Priestess Shia. Nah, brother, I went over there to just pay respect to the brother, to the elder, high priest of Shia. You see? I ain't getting him to come go and tell him, yo, I want you to do this debate. I was thinking about it, but then I said, nah, because the people want to see this debate. So I kept it like that. But I so ain't going there call, are you calling me, uh, are you calling me a liar because of you saying that I said that Shia was in negotiation for the debate? Hmm. Is he in the, that's what you said? I'm asking you because y'all went over there and you. No, I'm not even going to answer that. I'll leave that to another brother. No, no, no. Say what you're going to say. Say what you're going to say just now. We I'm went over there. Did I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not against you, Elder. You know that. So I don't think I'm this is your fight. I'm not against you, brother. Uh, Nazi. I call you on the regular. What do I say to you when I call you, brother? Do you want me to say that, Elder? Do you want me to, to negotiate? You said it's over. You said negotiations is off. We are oh, talking yeah, that's another high... thing. That's oh, another oh, thing oh, I want to oh, talk about. All right. So now, one more now thing. That's another thing I want to say. 
when you talk about negotiations, but the I'm the house of consciousness, you don't see smack saying, yo, we're going to go half and half and 50-50. No, 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 Listen, listen, now you, now you, now, okay. Other, I'm no, not but I heard you when you said I'm that. I'm not trying to go I heard you, you when you said that. But listen, listen what you're saying. You're trying like, to ask me. Okay, listen. I'm going to go half and half with you, brother Nazi. Yes, sir. No, that's your brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not here to argue with you. Anybody else want to take this? No, I'm not arguing with you, brother. Now, see, I'm trying no, to you, get you, no, you, clear. You, with you. You, said, you said one. You said one thing. You said that you wasn't in negotiation. With, the debate was off. The debate was off, really, and it was. But if nobody else wanted to inter, interject on this, then I will. I will continue to go on. But the debate was off, and you said you were in negotiations with high priest Shire to take the debate. At the same time, you're having pe- we having people sit on the couch talking about the debate like the debate is going on. Well, the debate is not about you, Sonetta. Sonetta, can I say this? This is not about Never been off. I don't know what you're talking about. Because while uh, y'all was talking, me and Hashar been building. Me and Hashar been like, yo, uh, man, we uh, do this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sonetta. Yes. The audio on your phone is not it's, it's coming in very choppy. It's not clear. So you might have to step okay, back. Okay, go ahead. I phone. just did it. No, no, I just did it. What I did was took it off the speaker. There you go. All right. Well, well, this is what I'm saying. If this is this is the integrity, the integrity of it, I'm not down with it. The reason why I say that is because I know what was told to me. I know what was spoken of. I know when we we didn't, we wasn't even a part of the debate anymore. I know when I was barred from the debate. I know when I was told not even to come to the debate. So if I'm going to sit here and pretend like that none of this stuff was said to me, you're not going to get me to say that, but I won't speak against my elder Sonetta, and I'm not here to do that. No, no, that was said to you. But the debate wasn't canceled. It was said to you. I did say that. But now let me ask you now, while we're on the phone, while everybody's on the phone, are you in the debate or are you not? Listen, you see, you're asking a funny question because you just asked me today and yesterday to send my video in to... Um, to, uh, to and you didn't do it. You promised oh, me you were going to send it Monday and you didn't do camp, it. Listen, the battery on my camcorder was out and I'm trying to find my battery. See, the things you... The, I'm not... Listen, I'm not here to play a game. So if somebody want to step in so I can so I can save it, but I'm not getting into the game because... As an elder, you know I respect you. I'm not getting into the side with you and polite and what's going on. I respect you, and I will never disrespect you. So if you want to go on what me and you was talking about, you know that it was time that the debate was off and it was still being promoted. And even to this day, and I just got off the phone, and Amar Rosquad can get off the phone. They can get on the phone right now, and Amar Rosquad told me today that there is no debate that's happening, and there is no opponent right now. But they're trying to figure out who's the opponent. That's a that's a lot. All right, so everybody lying. I'm not saying you lying. I'm saying that's a lot because we just got a video from um from the um um you know the Amar Squad. Come on, man. Uh, let's let's stop trying to mess up the debate. The debate is going ain't, well, ain't brother. No, ain't nobody trying the to debate disrupt the debate. Well. Listen, 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 you, listen, ain't start, listen. you ain't promote the debate since you've been in it. Are you in the debate? Let me ask you. I want to ask you. Are you going to do the debate or are you not? I want to ask you. 
You already know I send you messages not to cancel the debate because I said we're going to kill them. You already know. I'm in it. We ain't never went through this with nobody. Now, see, that's what I'm trying to tell you. If you're going to do the debate, let's promote the debate. You're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side, Sonetta. And I'm telling you, and I'm letting you know right now. I'm letting you know right now. I'm letting you know no, right now. I'm telling listen, you. Listen, I'm not wrong. on nobody's Let's side, go. Nasi. Let's go. That's what you don't understand. I'm not on no, nobody's you're wrong. side. You're wrong, Sonetta. You're wrong, Sonetta, because you know, you know it was no debate. You know the debate is off and on, off and on, off and on. If you're going to sit here and tell the public this, you're wrong, Sonetta, and I hate to uh, see no, you no, do no. this. I, right, I see where we're elder. getting mixed up at. This is where we're getting it mixed up at. The debate was never canceled. It could have been canceled with you. Or with other people, but we were still going on without you, or with you, or without you, brother. You're That's right. That's what I'm you're trying to tell you. Absolutely right. You're selling tickets to me and Hotshaw and Priest Daniela being on the debate, but y'all already fishing for Priest High Priest Daniela, other brothers in the in the conscious community to debate um, on polite. You know that, man. And that's Man, why brother, you don't, to I mean, see, now I got to really keep it. I got to go all the way in there. You don't know the art of chess, no, no. you? don't know how to play can chess, I, do you? Can I interject Come on, now, see, I don't want to spill all my beans with you, brother. Hold you on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hold on, hold on. One more thing, Blue Pill. Hold now, on, hold see, on. Hold on. Game. hold on before I start muting phones, bro. Hold on a minute. This is not what this show is going to turn into tonight. We're going we gonna to nip that in the bud right now. We'll continue on. We'll open up the line for other callers, but that's not what we're going to do tonight. I'm Can I just apologize. speak real quick, Blue Pill, if you don't mind? I, I, not at this moment. Brother Divine not Fox at moment. Brother, not at this moment. All right? Okay. Now, in the, in the, in the, that's, that's the background discussion that we're not going to do on, on air, on the radio show tonight. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people on the line. We have the audience who tuned in. We have about six brothers on the line. I want to get into some information and things of that nature, and let's just move forward. You know what I mean? Love and light to everybody that's on the line tonight, but we're going to take that conversation behind the scenes. All right? With all due yeah, respect. Sir, respect that. All right? No doubt. So we're going to go into the 11-11 meditation coming up in a few minutes. We're going to open up the lines for the callers who have any questions, comments, and concerns for our guests for tonight because there are a lot of hands up. Um, if Brother Sarnetta wants to stay on the line, he's welcome to do so. Just put your phone on mute. If anybody has a question pertaining to you, Brother, you know, you come in, answer, you know, answer the questions. And then we move forward. All right, is everything okay with is is everybody all right with that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Indeed. All right, brother. Now before we go into this eleven eleven, um brother Divine Prospect, if you want to add on and share some information, please do. Um yeah, well I just I just wanted to say that um, you know, in regards to um you know, what was just said, and and this is just to create peace in the matter, is that um, I just think that we just need to bring to the table exactly the demands of both sides. You know, the purpose of this radio show was uh, Nota Ledge and Redfield and Blue Pill allowing the Hebrews to give their perspective and voice how they feel in regard to the, the situation. Um, and the fact that we have uh, Sanetta on the line speaking his part, 
I think ultimately we just want to know the terms and conditions that both sides um, want to bring to the table so we can agree on something. You know, and ultimately that's what it is. It's not for us to argue or for the public to think that, you know, we're not family behind closed doors. It's just that this debate situation has been up in the air. Um, You know, both sides have been trying to settle it, and it's been causing a little bit of a thorn in everybody's side. You know, and that's why you see what you see on the line tonight. So it's not that we have any animosity towards each other. It's that it, it creates a big difficulty when it's difficult for us to come to terms and conditions that both parties want to agree to. So just on the side of peace, that aspect of it, we'll deal with it off the air. Um, but I just want to say just for the record for the people to know uh, that we appreciate your concern in regards to what we want to do, in, you know, with the debate situation. And, uh, you know, the Hebrews are still going to express, you know, their perspectives on, uh, what we're trying to accomplish in regards to enlightening the conscious community so that way they can take our position seriously, you know, because that's ultimately what we're trying to convey. You know, this is why we want to do something different, um, you know, if and when the debate goes down because we want the conscious community to see something totally different from the Hebrews than what they typically see on the street. We want to give them something that's fresh, something that's unique, something that is totally different than what they would have expected before. And uh, I think that's the reason why we don't want to unveil all of our cards, but at the same time, we want to hammer down what the accusations are that we have against Kemet, and we want to deal with this as businessmen as well, you know, so that the people can see that black people can still deal economically and politically with one another without having a bunch of uh, back and forth, you know. So I respect to both of my brothers. I love both of them, you know, but, um, you know, ultimately I think this is just an opportunity uh, for Blueprint and Pill just to get um, some feedback from the Hebrew, um, Hebrew perspective in regards to, uh, information that we want to bring to the people because it's all about unity at the end of the day, and we want the community to actually be the judge in regards to uh, the information that's being given to them. And, again, it's not to destroy anybody, you know, but it's for us to eventually have the opportunity to, um, you know, get the concerns that we have with the community, community addressed once and for all so that way at the end of the day we can hug and we can laugh and joke and keep it moving, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully this will be the last debate you know, that the Hebrews have to engage in. Um, but going forward, we want to do work with Sinai in regards to building, you know, showing the other aspects of uh, the two sides coming together to deal with the social, political, economic condition of our people and show what we have in our ideology that's going to fix the social ills of the community. So that's all I just wanted to add, um, Blue Pill, just to, you know, even out the atmosphere and uh, just give the mic back over to my Hebrew brethren and to you, Blue Pill, so you can go into meditation. Indeed, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're going to go into this 11-11, and uh, we'll be back around 11-14, 11-15, all right? And then we'll get into the questions, comments, and concerns from our, our listening audience because we do have a lot of hands up. So uh, all of the brothers on the line, um, if you can, just mute your phone after the meditation. Unmute your phone, and uh, we'll get right to you, all right?
right now. Um, hopefully everybody is still with us. Uh, Brother Nazi, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? All right. Yes. Loud and clear. All, All right. right. Let's go into these callers. We're going to open up the first call. All right. Give me one second. Give me one second. We'll get into the studio. All right, our first call is from New York, uh, New York area code number 646. 
Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Hello. Greetings. Hello. Yes. Um. Actually, I have a question. Um. I'd like to know, as a as a black woman, it's a little bit off topic from the debate and everything like that. But as a black woman who um, believes in the teachings of the Bible, and who would like to, I guess, align myself with, um, I guess, with the Hebrew doctrine. I find it kind of hard because when I watch things on YouTube and when I see Hebrews in the street, they're very derogatory towards black women. And then when I look at the way some of um, my comedic brothers deal with black women, it's on a much more positive note. So I'm not saying that everybody that's there to subscribe to some of the things that are chauvinistic and derogatory, but for someone like me who's trying to be more involved, how can I feel like I want to be more involved and be like a Hebrew Israelite if a lot of you are so derogatory towards black women? Great question, sister. Definitely. Brother Nazi, uh, do you want to take yeah. that? Sure, I'll take the question. Um, I'm definitely, sister. Um, when, you, when we deal in the street aspect, I don't support all the brothers talking derogatory to sisters. I don't agree with that at all. I think that what we have, what's happening with the Israelites are we are um, we are going into a different level. We are trying to transition from certain things that we were taught because we were taught from a militant aspect, and a lot of times when you come from a militant aspect, um, it is sisters back up, you know, but at the same time, it's not that we don't respect our sisters because if you look at the Bible, the scriptures speak on a powerful note when it comes to sisters. Um Let's look at the aspect of our our mother, Kawa, which is Eve. And Kawa is the Hebrew tongue, you know. When we look at Eve, when you want to talk about uh, the balance of Ma'ad and we're talking about this perspective, we have to realize that when you look at Eve, she is the balancer. And it's Ezra Kinekdo in Hebrew. Ezra Kinekdo in Hebrew is translated as a helpmeet. That's not what it's translated in Hebrew. It means one who helps give balance or one who opposes the opposition to give balance. So when we look at Eve in the English language, Eve is in what? Evening, which is the balance between day and night. It's in level, which is the balance. It's in even, which is balance. So Eve, the mother of all living beings in this thing what we see in the Hebraic culture, is the balance according to Hebrew scriptures. But sometimes our brothers may not teach that, and I'm not against them because we are in the evolution of our learning. But at the same time, when you teach that the black woman is a goddess and the black man is God, then sometimes you, 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 you stunt their growth spiritually, if you understand what I'm saying, because God conscious is a level that you exalt to or you strive your whole life to become. So when we teach our black women that they're goddesses and our black men that they're gods, then they don't evolve to the higher level of understanding. They think that they are what they are at the level that they are, and they're not. And that's what I'm saying. So we got to understand that a black woman has to understand her role and a black man has to understand her role. Have both negated the fact or, or, or neglected the fact of what they're supposed to do? Yes, both of us have, and now it's getting back to understanding. So, sister, I understand what you're saying, but there's a deeper understanding lying in the scriptures. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, okay, I understand what he's saying, and I, and I completely, you know, 
agree with it. But if I'm somebody who doesn't know much, just judging on what most of what I see, because, you know, not everybody subscribes to what you're saying. So judging on most of what I see, I would be turned off. And for a long time I was turned off by by Hebrew Israelites because they, they take that stance. So for me, like, if if I'm looking just um, superficially, if I'm looking at things on YouTube or if I'm going somewhere and I see Hebrews in the street, that's the kind of response I get. Whereas when I meet um, men who are in the Kemetic community, they're not they're not coming at me like that. They're calling me a queen and they're calling me sister and they're making me feel like the way I feel black women should. I mean, black men should make black women feel all the time across whatever type of spiritual belief that they have. Can I build on that real fast? Let me address this real quick because she basically, technically speaking, about you know the brothers like me and Daniela, you know, and Daniela could attest to this. And, and even though I've seen the rest of the Hebrew brothers, um, honestly, nobody loves women more than Hebrew Israelite men. And what I mean by that, we the ones in the street, huh? Can you speak up into the phone? It sounds different. Oh, I was just saying that uh, you know me and Donayala can attest to this because we be out there in the street teaching, and you know along with the Hebrew brothers that's on the phone. I mean, nobody loves women more than Hebrew Israelite men. And I can speak from this perspective with this understanding that going out there in the street, we actually speaking as defenders for the family. A lot of people fail to realize that. You know, we speak it. We we, we speak it for the woman, the child first, because this is what the teachers, uh, scriptures actually teach us. You know, what I'm saying to protect the law of the women and the children, and then we speak it for the men to raise up so that they can do that. So a lot of times when you when you may encounter brothers out there, it may be in the heat of the moment of certain things. Because I can guarantee you, Danielle over the lines in Israel and the AOC, when women come by. You know, most people take that thought process, but you will be thinking that brother, as soon as they see a woman, they go, hey, B- hey, B-I-T, hey, your dog, but that don't happen. Brothers, you know, brothers, hey, sister, how you doing? And then things may uh, occur as the conversation goes along. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times you got to look deep into what's being said, you know, or deeper into the situations that happen because we out there in the street, and, and Danielle can attest to what I'm saying. It's not yeah. really like that. Can I? Yeah, I want to. Let me just add on, sister, if you don't mind. This is our brother Daniela. Um, you know, I always say, and I tell the members of my camp that the foundation of any nation is the family. Like we're not going to come together as a nation until we rule our households first, as man, as woman, as children. When you get your household in order, and everybody else get their household in order, that's how you build a nation. And we're not building a nation without our women. You see what I'm saying? But in order for us to build a nation, sometimes we have to correct our people. Sometimes we got to give our people some tough love. And from my experience, this is just my experience only, from being in the streets for the last 22 years, I find that the majority of time when we speak about the ills of our people, we're talking to the men. The majority of the time, we're talking to the men. And I would say maybe about 10% of the time we talk to the women. But that 10% of the time that we talk to the women and tell them what's wrong with them, they get upset. Like, why are you talking about women like that? Not realizing that 90% of the time, you're putting the blame on a man. You see what I'm saying? We all have to be open to criticism. Now, I believe, and I agree with you, that there are some Hebrew camps that take things too far. There are some Hebrew camps that speak down to our women, speak derogatory to our women, and we don't support that, sister. I know you see it on YouTube. I'm not going to pretend like you don't. 
There are absolutely camps that do that, and we don't endorse that. But we have to draw a fine line between the camps that are being disrespectful to our women and the camps that are speaking truth to our women, and they don't want to hear it. So as long as we're making that distinction, then we're good. But we have to understand that sometimes you're going to go past and you're going to see something like the Brother Hashem said, and you're not going to understand it because you didn't see the full scope of the conversation. And that brother really wasn't disrespecting that sister who was trying to teach her, and she might have just rebelled. And it looks bad on the outside, but the brother really didn't do nothing negative. You see what I'm saying? So we have to make sure that we draw that distinction when we say that the brothers is against the sisters. We're not against the sisters. We have wives. We have daughters. We have mothers, we have sisters, we have all that. And all of us are the leaders of congregations. We all have women in our congregation. I got women in my congregation. Now, see, got women in his congregation, Hashar, so forth and so on. So, absolutely, we love our sister, sister. You know, that, that's, that's the bottom line. Indeed, Brother Nazi, did you want to add on? No, definitely. I want um, the sister to check out, um, and it's not a promo. I'm not trying to promote it. If I can find a way to give it to you for free. Ancient science of love is you using Hebraic scriptures to promote our, the power of our woman and letting our brothers and sisters know. See, a lot of times when you get into the comedic community, these brothers are just pushing a certain dialogue with you just to get with you. And you see, and this is the truth. I hate to say it. I don't know if people, oh, yeah, this is, uh, your brother called me the goddess. I'm the queen. I'm this and that. But this is just dialogue that people push. You know what I mean? Um, 5% Hebrew Israelites say queen. Um, um, 5% say goddess or earth. You know, I mean, we all use different dialogues to, 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 to engage with our women. But now it's time for us to be true with one another. How are we going to engage with our women and keep our women as the truth that we need to be speaking about? And this is with all communities. So if you think it's the conscious community or the committed community is better than with women, that's not true. All of us are sub- suffering from subconscious influence from negative negativity that's in the media. So we have to realize this one thing, and that's the thing. So when you talk about uh, love and respect of woman, I created a book called Ancient Science of Love that's promoting it. And our brothers that's on the line, we love our women. You know what I'm saying? And that's the whole thing that we're going to push. I don't know what other teaching that you bumped into. I know there's a lot of brothers that's talking against our sisters, but at the same time, we're trying to encourage and empower our sisters. I don't believe calling our sisters a bitch or nothing like that. I don't agree with none of that. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm about the upliftment and everything. So, so if the brothers come with that stuff, then they can come with it. But we're coming with something too that's just as balanced, and that's what I want to talk about. That's all. Yeah, and, I, and if you don't mind, just want to give. Oh, that's kind of thing. Also, also, sister, when you when you deal, when you dealing with any uh, ideology or any group of people, you want to first look at the principles that the ideology stand on. Uh, uh, Stokely Carmichael made a, a famous quote. He said, "You shall not judge an ideology based off its adherents and the people that adhere that adhere to it. You judge the ideology based off its principles. So, if the Bible is telling you to love, honor thy mother and thy father, that's what we should do. If the Bible has a whole uh, a whole a whole uh, psalm in there, uh, elevating and venerating a woman as wisdom okay. in the scriptures." Uh, so that's what you stick to. Uh, the brothers on the street, they're going to say what they're going to say, regardless of who correct them or anything. So your, your best policy is to look towards the scriptures for how a Hebrew woman is supposed to be treated. And that's how you base your judgment off your Hebrews. If they're on the street saying B-I-T-C-H uh, uh, is that, look at those scriptures, well, that's not in there. You know? That's all I have to say. 
Yeah, and I want to say just to uh, top it off so we can uh, move forward, I think the brothers gave excellent points of view, each and every one of them, in regards to uh, this misconception that uh, the public has about Hebrew Israelites. Uh, I give respect to the brothers that are on the corners um, that are preaching, and not all of them. Ones I can vouch for is like these Danyala and Hasha, because uh, I've interfaced with them before. I've, I've watched them. And uh, I think what a lot of people don't see is that there are a lot of abusive women that address them as well. And they're very uh, verbally abusive, and they call them names, and they say stuff like that. So we don't see the entire story when they're interfacing with the women. But I know these two brothers, they don't hate women. And when they speak to women, I see them try to build until the women gets disrespectful. And then sometimes it may go where it need to go. But ultimately, like with um, Nazi and um, Panahiji says, you have to look at the different element. Just like a, a white person living in white suburbia may turn the TV on and see a whole bunch of black people acting ignorant in a music video, in a reality show. And then when they go on the street, they think all black people are like that. And that's not the case. So I think as a conscious individual, um, it behooves us to go in and look further than the surface to see actually the principles like Panahidi expressed and also to see the other side of the people who are not as extreme to see if they do love. Because me in particular, when I build, I have a different paradigm on how I approach people than other people do. So you have to look at the, the extremes, the liberals, the conservatives in regards to any group and be able to determine that. And don't be fooled. There are a lot of uh, sincere, committed brothers, but there are also some that prey on women as well. And they will say a lot of things that you want to hear so that they can woo you away and, and take advantage of you. So I would say that even though one attack may be abrasive and abrupt and out front and one may be kind of uh, seductive, you just have to be aware of the ultimate principles to see what is governing these people's lives and be able to choose based on those principles if it's something that you can align yourself with or not. But either way, you know, you have to make that conscious decision. You know, if you feel that something is not on the vibration of you, that's fine. Nobody's going to hate you for that. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to rise in consciousness, the first thing is discover who you are and where direction that you want to go. That direction should not be determined on what other people are doing. It should be determined on what you seek for to enlighten you and to uplift you and to move you forward into the direction that you need to go. Preach. Dean, well, thank, thank you, Carla. <laughs> yes, thank you. I hope that um, you know you receive some some wisdom from the brothers. You know, and um, as a Christian sister, you know, hopefully that can help you with your journey in terms of looking towards not just the Kemetic community, but our brothers in the Hebrew Israelite community as well for some of that knowledge. So, give thanks for that question. That was an excellent question. Thank you. No doubt. All right. We're going to go to another caller. Caller from the 720-361. Peace and welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Question, comments, or concerns? Uh, yes, sir. Peace. Greetings. Can you hear me? Peace. Yes, yes. loud and clear. Peace. Uh, thank you for having me on here. It's an honor. You have an awesome show. Indeed, brother, thank um, you for calling. Yeah, it was pretty. It got pretty heated. <laughs> it was pretty heated. Uh, I wanted to make a quick statement, though. So, all right. So here it goes. I'm a little nervous, but uh, this is what I wanted to share. 
And that was a cold shot about uh, uh, the nation of the gods and earth too. Not we we all we we all utilize it to kick game and um, I don't know. It's been beneficial uh, for me uh, as far as what was that that particular baton that was handed down from uh, W D Fard Elijah Muhammad, uh, Father Allah. Uh, the Honorable Minister Farrakhan. I don't think it's all utilized as a as a tool, but the thing is, is that I do think that we're being used as a tool, as a group of people. Uh, I think back as uh, when was all this exposed as far as uh, different ideologies and having us fight amongst each other, uh, and it had to be like fight for God, like oh seven, you know. Um, with uh YouTube videos. Uh but here's the thing. So so basically it's uh so if if we were psychologically being uh attacked, wouldn't it be more important to conceal our ideology? So I never have brought something up about being a master chess player. I also knowledge or my understanding is that the Caucasian man has a very swift chess game and plans a hundred years in advance, so they say, you know. So exposing individuals' ideology is is an is a, is a attribute or a tool that's utilized in war, okay? When you know what your enemy thinks or how they think, that's a form of how the individual operates. So I wanted to go back to um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Now, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that we must speak the people's language. Don't quote me on it. I don't have, you know, I don't know it all like that, but basically to speak the people's language. So if they deal with the Quran, build, build and add on with them in the aspect of the, the Quran. Now, the thing is, is that it says illiterate. Um, um, he, he keeps them illiterate so he can use them as a tool and also a slave. He keeps them blind to themselves so that they can master them. Now, illiterate means... Uh, uh, having or, or showing a lack of knowledge. Anyone who has a different ideology is going to lack that other person's ideology. Hence, um, um, seeing each other different and, uh, you know, getting to the point of just basically being mastered. Like, we're being stagnant. We're not building. We're just being stagnant. But at the same time, that's how you get covert people. I look at some people, I'm like, you know, you ain't really about this movement, man, Like, but you're saying that you're a Hebrew Israelite. But then they'll slip in other type of things, like homosexuality. Like, we're opening up a, um, a, a very wide like that's it's basically just just you know the statement is is that it's just sacred so it's like if you're really serious about it then I think that something should not be um, brought up like that and uh, when you uh, build on different ideologies you're we're only dividing at this time oh and then here the youth too like at the end no, of the no, day no, hold, on, hold, on, hold on hold on let's not let's oh. not let's not let's touch on each subject that you're talking on so you, what you're saying about homosexuality and Hebrew Israelites bringing it up, go ahead and explain that because we don't want to jump from one thing to another and act like we didn't hear what all the positive stuff you said. So bring bring that into play. Bring what into play? Bring what you said into play. Like you said that Hebrew Israelites about homosexuality or something. Like I want to understand in clarity and understand what you're talking about. Okay, well, just recently I was just doing the knowledge on like predictive programming. Uh-huh. Right? like how that's utilized in the media. Like the media is a very strong tool. Mm-hmm. Would you or would you not agree? 
Now, there was a time that, yes, sir. Now, there was a time that homosexuality wasn't really even shown on television. Now, the thing is, is that with a broken home and things of this nature, just predictive programming in general, like with the death coach, this death hop, you know, all of, all of this, all of this stuff is being uh, um, shown through a series of images, blah 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 blah, yada yada yada. That's training us, and it's all keeping us in steps, like the chess, blah 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 blah. But to make us weak in this game of war, homosexuality is also being utilized. Now I'm doing the knowledge on YouTube, right? And I see this brother building. Uh, he looked like an Arab, and all of a sudden he just going real hard on some homosexuality shit. Seti, uh, or no, not not Seti. Yes, yeah, Sarasu and Seti. He shows some homosexual shit like this. This um, stealing the innocence of, of 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 people, you know, like there's certain things, and that's what I mean, like that ideology that 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 your mecca, you know, what I'm saying your mind is something that's sacred. But when you open up that type of things, that's that those things can be easy easily manipulated. And then it's like people getting paid off of it. They're like, you better not motherfucking back down from this shit. We're we going to get the money. It's like, are we yeah. here to get money or are we here to, what are we here to do? That's all. Just, let me see. I got to uh, you, brother. But, uh, but, um, but we got to figure out a way to reciprocate love and find a commonality of love. Um, um, we got to let our Hello? enemy know. No, I already said all of this. Yeah, I just wrote some stuff down, just real stuff real quick. Um, but if fuck, but also fucking lighten in the conscious community. That's what I meant. We need to figure out how to com- communicate effectively to our youth. Like we're not going anywhere. Um, but we're, we're we're leaving we're leaving what's most important. Um, we're, we're not we're not doing anything. We're just kind of, you know. I'm, I, but that's pretty much it. I'm done. Peace. I appreciate it. I'm out. No, I appreciate you, King. Um, you brought some knowledge and information to the table, and we respect you, and we always love all views. King, okay, blue, red? Yeah, we have. Yeah. Right. I just want to address that real quick, you know, all that stuff. All right, Caller, thank you. Uh, thank you Peace. for the call. I appreciate it. Peace. Hey, brother, peace. Let me just say this real fast. You know, a lot of people like to hide their ideologies, and this is what weakens that which they believe in in itself. Because when you look at all the elements, they reveal themselves. Fire, it reveals itself as fire. It's a force. That's it. Water, the same. You understand? Air, the same. So it's like when you look at what the Heavenly Father gave us as far as being Hebrew Israelites, he told you about the laws, the statutes, commandments. He told you the garments to wear to remind you of the law. He told you how to treat your people around you. So when you put this forth, that changes everything around you. It becomes a force like the elements itself. So a lot of people are teaching out there, well, we can't put this ideology out there because the white man don't do this and that. The white man puts his ideology out. He tells you that he's in control and he's taking over and he's taking what you got. That's it. So when you put forth what you are, you become like those elements that the Heavenly Father created. A lot of people fail to realize that. It is what it is. Who you are is what you are. It's the same thing you're in a relationship with a woman. You want her to be your, your woman. Number one, show me you love me. And vice versa, she wants that from you. So the more we conceal, the less we, 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 we show ourselves who we are and we get weakened and destroyed. And that's it. Mm. Well, Indeed. Indeed. Let's go to um, some more callers. We have seven one eight three hundred. Peace and welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Peace. Peace. 
Peace, peace. Blue peace, red peace to the fan. Um, I hear my brother Nazi on here. Um, How you doing, brother? Islam. It's my uh, hotel. Uh, Shalom, brother, man. This is, uh, Shalom, Shalom. Islam Hotel. Shalom, Shalom. Yeah, yeah, all that. This is um, uh, Cyrus L. from Brooklyn, New York. I was just calling peace to the show. Yeah, yeah, peace, red, peace, blue. Um, I think Sarnetta on here. Um, just listening to the bell. This very interesting show as usual. I, I just want to take a minute. Appreciate you bringing me on the call. Can you hear me? Peace, brother. Peace, 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 brother Sarnetta. Um, like I said, I appreciate um, your brother's uh, work. Appreciate the work ethic and the discipline that you bring forth. You know, each each of you brothers are very focused on your uh, on your path, um, your specific you know practice and principles. Uh, I just want to call him real quick. I want to clarify. Uh, I don't know if the brothers know that I'm a member of the Moore Science Temple of America. Uh, I'm one of the Moors. I just wanted. To, I was listening earlier. I heard. I wanted to clear up a misconception, like a popular misconception, in terms of uh, the the practices uh, of Prophet Noble Juali and the quote unquote Moors. Um, you know, and, and basically what it boils down to is Prophet Noble Juali. Basically, he founded one organization. You know, specifically, he worked through an organization called the Moorish Science Temple of America. And the Moorish Science of America has a very strict set of rules, um, you know, and, and laws. And nowhere in those laws uh, does it mention anything about um, sovereignty. I just wanted to clear up. I know there's a lot of confusion because, you know, as we know, the Moorish Science Temple of America also had a, a split after the prophet passed the form. He veiled his form in 1929. And in general, there are a lot of different splinters, but there are three main recognized um Portions of the Moore Science Temple of America. One of them is uh, headed up by Brother C. Kirkman Bay, uh, currently Brother R. Jones Bay. One is was started by Brother Given, uh, uh, Brother Brother E. e. Millie Ill, and then there's a third portion that's widely recognized, small, probably smaller of the three, by a Brother named Givens Ill. None of those three portions um, uphold the teaching of sovereignty, individual sovereignty. I don't know anywhere. I'm an official in the Moore Science Temple of America, and there's nowhere in the laws where uh, Prophet Noble Duali actually uses the word sovereignty. He doesn't teach it. He doesn't use the word. They all, they all, because um, we're a nation, just like all of our nations. Um, yeah, they all. Uh, we have we have factions and groups and basically a horde of more that are on the outskirts of our nation of our movement that actually some of them have taken up this doctrine of sovereignty. The ironic part, the real interesting part, is even the, the more uh, liberal, I would say, the more radical liberal, I don't know if the word would be right, radical or liberal portions do not, at this point in time, teach sovereignty. They, most of them have dropped it. I would even go on to say, Brother Cyrus, your phone is not that audible. If, if you could fix that by any chance, because I want to be, I want to be able, you know, yeah, the information to come clear. Yeah. Does it sound a little better now? Yeah, it sounds better now. Okay. Um, brother, brother Taj, um, I believe even recently, brother Taj, I want to clarify. I'm not sure if the brother represents the Moore Science Temple of America. I believe he has a different 
approach to upholding the teachings of the Prophet Noble Juali, but I don't think it's through the Prophet's uh, temple, Prophet Noble Juali's temple, the Moore Science Temple of America. Even Brother Taj, I believe, recently put down the mantle of um, sovereignty. So that, that's my general first statement. I just want to say that to clarify for anybody that's listening, and I hear the the, 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 um, the, the push for unity, and I concur completely. I know that was Brother Nazi that said that what we need to do is unify as a, all of our nations together as a family. And it has to happen through, you know, understanding and upholding the actual truth so that we can understand each other um, better. Um, and then I wanted, I also wanted to say additionally, um, uh, there was another point that I wanted to actually make. So the Moors don't teach. Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask if, I don't know. See, I'm not a, as an official, I'm a, um, the assistant grand sheik. I'm a young sheik out of a temple, uh, temple 34 in Brooklyn, New York. I'm not a, an actual speaker or a teacher, you know, red and blue. You guys know that I'm a businessman. I'm specialized in business and commerce and finance. And I'm an artist. I'm a mean artist as well. Um, I was trying to see, Brother Sarnetta, do you have a representative of the, the Morris Science Temple of America on your team yet? And I wish, I, I don't, I know there's a call, no Brother Abelord. I was there in the building when Abelord um, headed up against, uh, who was the brother? Brother um, Ali Muhammad. Ali Muhammad. And I don't think he did anything after that. And I was trying to see if there was somebody else that actually speaks for the more science of America. Somebody that's official, that's a member of the actual organization, and that has the credentials to be able to speak properly um, forward. That was, that was my other question. Yes, yes, I do have somebody, man. Islam, Islam, who, who, who? Just so I, I know. This is Brother Sarnetta. Peace, Brother Sarnetta. Peace. Um, before I go on, I want to say I apologize to my brother, uh, Nasi, man. That's my brother. I ain't got nothing but love for my brother. He I love know you, that. Sir. I love you, I just want to let my brother know. Sometimes we get like that. But believe me, that's my brother right there, man. Um, as far as the malls, yes, I got a few brothers that I deal with out here. I mean, from Taj Bay to Brother um, Abdullah, Mosley Bay. And even the brothers that you want to show it, brother Red Pill and the Red Blue and Blue, Pill. of course. I want to put them on a the spot, but I know I know them as I know oh, them yeah. more, of course. Yeah, brother. So yeah, I was gonna say, you know, it would be a good thing to have it in the forefront, so that way, as we begin to merge all of the, the families together in unity, you can have an accurate guide that represents the more science of America to do. And I, again, I think represent the prophet and the Moors. And I think it would only make logical sense that that person would be a part of the only organization that the prophet put together, cherished, and worked to the day that he veiled his form, you know, the more science temple of America. And it's not, for me, it's not really complicated to, to actually align those things. When you have somebody who's not a member or who's representing something that's other than the more science temple of America, you're not getting. So then you have a whole constituency of Moors who are faithful there in the temple. They're following exact word for word. And, you know, a lot of times I feel like we're not 100% represented, you know. And with that, I don't want to belabor the call. I'm going I'm to um, mute my phone. I just want to say thanks to um, Brother Blue for pulling me on. And peace to the family. Peace. Peace. Peace, brother. Peace. All right. Let's go to another caller. 347-496. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Peace, family. It's King Simon. King Simon, peace, brother. Good, King. King Simon, how are you? Shalom, Hotep, all the family. Uh, This coming debate is going to be a very unifying thing, not only in the minds of the people, but 
all these participants. Of course, I'm one of the street promoters on there. just want to let everybody know February 8th is what it's all about, 2 o'clock, $25 in advance. Yeah, I'm, I'm always the promoter. And I'm going to let y'all know you got to be over there on time. It's going to be at the Alhambra Ballroom over there, man, and it's a magnificent place. And I'm glad that these brothers, uh, I've I seen the online uh, live stream that the elders and Shaka and Polite and, and Inky was in and with, with Booker T. Coleman, Kaba, and, um, and Professor James Smalls, and I'm glad that they bring in the elders like that. And I believe also that if the Hebrews can, also if the Hebrew the Hebrew brothers and sisters that, that are going to be there, bring their elders out too. Bring their elders. I, I'm going to request that we try to bring Dr. Ben out there if we can. Oh, yeah. We, we, we should try to bring Dr. Ben to see this because, uh, remember, Dr. Ben also represented Hebrew also. Get it. He comes from that that source also. So people got to remember these things, that there is a, a, a unified connection that has to be made and things have to be clarified. And those that are vendors uh, that are listening, I've got to stress this to the vendors out there, bring your own table, contact me, bring your own table, and let me know so we can set y'all up right. I don't believe this facility have any tables for you like we usually have at National Black Theater, so please contact me as soon as possible as regard vending and getting getting your tables in there because we don't have no tables and I, I don't feel like renting no tables, but if I have to, I'll call the people. But I'm happy that the Hebrews and the, the comedic community is finally unifying. I believe a brother said earlier on your phone line about them not seeing the comedic community out there uh, as hard body. Well, I know for a fact that people like Brother Samaj, uh, Baba Shamaj Haru been doing his thing for over forty years. I know I know that Queen of Four has her thing for being there thirty going on forty years. I know brother um brother Phil Valentine been doing his thing for that many years and so they've been doing it but remember they they, they deal with like a priesthood. They're not out in the street banging it out like they like 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 they used to. They did go out there and give out flyers but they, they do they do have it like a priesthood where they, they invite people to their homes and they teach people. And that's how they used to have the symposium of the masters. So they did have it because I was one of those babies over there, not only with the slave theater and under the Ansar community and all that kind of stuff, but I was also over there. So they did have it. We made a lot of the Hebrews or the younger Hebrews probably not seen it before, but they were out there doing it. And I have to commend people like Samaj and uh, Baba Samaj Haru of the studio of Patal who kept it going. And people like um, Infodishi that keeps it going. And I asked Brother Je uh, Reggie, I called Reggie and said, why don't he get Sister Rakiti and all these people that know the mental net? I mean, you pull out anything on mental net, so they'll, they'll be able to break it down from the esoteric to everything to be a part of the research team or even be a part of uh, or Infodishi or whatever. These people speak it fluently and has put their life on it just like the Hebrews have. I, I say this to Sanetta and all the brothers so, out there. So, so King Simon, I don't you building up, you up the comedic side? That know it like that. Huh? So King Simon, you building up the comedic side? <laughs> no, no, I'm with both sides, but I was, look, I was a newbie. Yeah, in this yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm family. I'm family. Nah, nah, like I, I said I, to y'all earlier. Thank you, King Simon. I love you, man. Nah, I love you too, brother Nasty. Like I told you outside, I, look, I'm like Khalid, man. Khalid acknowledged everybody he spoke in front of Hebrew. Uh, um, uh, Hebrew audience, he spoke in front of Morris audience, he spoke in front of That's how I, cause I came out of that school, and I loved how he did it. And I, at the end of the day, we're going to have to turn off the television, turn off the YouTube, and we're going to have to meet privately. And go to so, war, and let's go to war. It's time to do. go to war. That's Stop what it playing. is. That's it. I love y'all, man. 
Just keep on doing what y'all doing. Peace. Indeed, brother. All right. Go to another caller from the 225-210. Peace and welcome to Know the Lead Radio. Good evening. Um, Good evening. My first question is, I love that meditation song, and I wanted to know the name of it and or whoever the artist is that. Yeah, it was okay. a meditation song. That is um, Om Padneon. That's O M P A D N E. Um, your your phone kind of muffled. Okay, can you hear me better now? You said Bone. Om O M. Okay. Padme. P A D M E or P A D M I. And another own. You could put that in Google. P A D M I own. Or P A D M E. You know, the spelling is interchangeable. Own, pad me own. Okay. So I could just Google that and it'll come up. Yes, you can. You'll also get the meaning behind it as well. It's a very uh, interesting meaning. And you also will be able to pull up the um, actual meditation that's on YouTube. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Very good when you want to get into a meditative state. It, it is. And I'm, I'm like, just starting it. And when I first heard that song, it, it, I love it. It's Indeed. Do you have any questions for our uh, guest tonight, Brandon? I do, I do. Um, I don't know which one. I'm just listening to, you know, everything. Um, my thing is I'm kind of new to all of this. I, you know, listen to it. I watch the videos and everything. And I just want to know when are you guys going to start bringing some of this knowledge on the road? I I see that I, I guess you all are in New York or something, and there's so many of y'all and, like so many different um, sects, I guess it's like you know the Israelites, the Moors, the all of the different people, and you know it, it seems like to me it's like everybody's right there together. And I know y'all say it's debating, but it kind of looks like competition. And I'm like, you know, it's a lot of other places that I mean would just love, 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 love to, you know, have this type of knowledge that it's like because it's so common where you are. But, you know, in other places, it's, you know, people are it's lacking that, it, it's missing that. It. So I just, that's what I wanted to know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm down for whatever. Um, and I know my eldest son is down for whatever. We willing to come whatever city and to come out there and represent it. You guys would like um, just say I know they have I think like in Atlanta maybe Houston different places like that. Um, I don't know how you all go about doing it, but like build like leaders in other places in other towns, and then you know once you get that started going, then it could be like a, a place that you visit regularly because you know you have established leaders under you 
just in certain areas that don't have these type of things. Indeed. Indeed. Um, I would like to say to the sister that just called in, um, you can just reach out to us. You know, um, you can look us up on Facebook or on YouTube. Um, you can send us um, your information to where you're at. And if you want us to come to your town um, to do community work, if you want us to come to your town to do a lecture, if you want us to come to your town do any kind of, of means of empowering and uplifting of the people out there, just request us. You know, um, the worst thing we could do is say no. But for the most part, some of us are mobile. You know, I know I am. You know, and if you if you uh, want a request for me to come speak to the youth or help with some community work, you know, I'll be more than happy to do so. You know, you can just hit me up on um, Facebook. My name is Devon Prospect. And uh, you can just add me, inbox me, and let me know. Um, I know Sonetta as well and Nazi and um, the rest of us here have contact. If they can't physically make it, people to represent them in other cities. But wherever you are, we'll get to you because ultimately it's about fixing the social ills of our community. And if somebody requests us to come um, and do that, you know, that's what we're about. You know, the core ideology of Hebrew Israelites is to do so. You know, our job is to fix the conditions of our people, and not just by our words, but also by our actions and by our love. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that you can hold us to, you know. So if you want that work to be put out there, again, um, Red and Blue Pill, you know, they're all over as well. You know what I'm saying? So you can just request any of us if you um, want us to come to your community to do any kind of work, and we'd be more than happy to get it in with y'all there because, you know, it doesn't stop here, uh, whether it's in Atlanta or New York, but we know the rest of the U.S., they need this information, and all you guys got to do is reach out to us and see what we say. Okay, and you said mm-hmm. your name is Divine Prospect? Yeah, Divine Prospect, D-I-V-I-N-E, Prospect, P-O-R-S-P-E-C-T. Or you can type in anything, Nota Ledge Radio, you can type Sinetta Nazi. Uh, Red or Blue Pill. Any anybody's names you heard come up here, you can search for us on um, on uh, Facebook or YouTube. Uh, send us an inbox message, and uh, we'll get back to you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, sir. Hey, brother thank Blue you, Pill. Brother yes. Blue Pill. Um, let me say this real quick. I want to say this real quick. This is very important. Um, you know, I hear a lot of times when brothers and sisters, the people in the community. Some of them say, well, you know, Sarnetta debates is divisive. Sarnetta be dividing the community, the community up with his debates. I want to say it's really not the debates that divide the community up. What, see, what people don't understand, right, Pill and the people that's out there listening, is that they don't see the behind-the-scenes work that I be trying to do. I go to both sides, and I beg, and I plead with them, brothers, please, can y'all just bring yeah, the information? Sure, sure. Can yeah, y'all sure. bring information? But they don't see that. They don't see that part. And believe me, I get really upset when a brother uh-huh. violates that, and they go crazy. Hold, 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 on, hold, hold, huh? hold on one minute. Hold on one minute. Call us. Call in. The show is about to go off for the last stream, 347-637-2135. Call in now, 347 347- Six three seven two one three five. You'll be able to hear the show over your phone, but the live stream will cut from the computer. This show has been brought to you by KingsCounty.BigCartel.com. That's our sponsor for tonight. K i n g z k o u n t y. 
www.bigcartel.com. Also, mypowerpieces.com. Um, be sure to check us out on Friday show. We're going to have a monumental uh, presentation, the fifth anniversary for the Notre Ledge uh, fifth cycle. And then on Tuesday show, I believe we have another powerful episode coming up. So um, check us out, family. Same time, same channel. Uh, and give thanks to everybody that joined us tonight. Uh, please continue, Sarnetta. Yes, as I was saying, it's not really the debates that divide the people. It's the individual that's getting into the debate. Because when if they're not disciplined and they bringing in the nigger mess and the nigger nonsense, of course it's going to get heated. If you type in on YouTube debates, you will have thousands of debates by white people. And look how they go up there and they debate. They never do what we do. So it got to be something within us. And I know we are better than that. We can do it better than that. But somehow we we get too personal with it. And believe me, man, I'm the last one to see. I, I spoke to Nazi before, even when he debated SETI. I brought both of them in the room. I brought um, Ali Muhammad in the room. And that's the part that people don't see. Before we go up in there, I bring them in the room, and I will talk to the brothers. Brothers, let's do this. But sometimes... Other things, the spirit just take over the body. I don't know. It's something totally different with, with us and with them because we are people of rhythm and spirit, and, and I don't know, man. Maybe Nazi could probably help no, me no, out. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. definitely, he comes in and he wants people to have a, a clean debate. At times, what we have in the um, comedic community, or not the comedic community, conscious community, is that we build up our egos so tough. Right. Like we, can't, we can't be taught. We can't learn this. We can't do that. So when somebody shows us that, we have to deny it regardless. So when we are right. destroyed or, or, or either something happens in a debate that doesn't go our way, we have to um, pout or, you know, see, the thing is a lot of us was raised by our mothers. A lot of us males were raised by our mothers, so we bring a lot of emotions into this. And this is something that Sarnetta does. He does a good job at when he don't want he don't want certain things into it. But at the same time, we have to understand that it's a passionate platform. But sometimes in a passionate platform, people's egos can't take to be corrected. True. And this is the thing that we have to realize that, yo, this is a debate. You're only here to, to, to debate certain things, and you got to realize that there's certain things that you're going to be wrong about. It's going to be obvious. So when we exhort ourselves to these high levels like we we these divine teachers or we master teachers, that's not always true because at the truth, we're learning just like everybody else. And that's what we have to realize. And Sarnetta does take caution in it. And even in this debate now, he doesn't want it to be personal. And we on the Hebrew Israelite side, we try and hard as all outdoors not to go personal with it. You may have seen the weigh-in. The weigh-in was something to just to expose what was going underneath um, 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 the table underneath the lines. So even when we talking today, we try to bring out stuff that may have the people may have not known have been going on, but we try to share it with the people. But when the debate comes, everybody has their time, and we're not interjecting in it. And we're going to bring information and positive information. We're not talking about nobody's family, nobody's wives, nothing like that. And this is what we're going to present on February eighth. We want to bring the best debate ever. And I and I put my name by it. This is going to be so solid. Everybody else in the world, from Europe to UK to Africa, everybody's going to be tuning into this debate to know the truth. Now, and that's what I like to hear. When I hear Brother Nazi speak like that, he just 
he just encouraged me even more. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like to hear. Talk like that, man. Yeah, you but know? you tried to kill me earlier, so, so but I ain't gonna get on you. Though. I leave you alone. I leave you alone. Nah, brother, you know, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta let explode and let loose. That's yeah, why I, got you. I tell you, brother, because you know, man, I I was the first one to come out publicly, even though Fetty was my man at this time. I was the first one to come out publicly and kept it real and said, "Brother, now see, won that debate." You know, said he refused to come out in the other round. Now, I ain't had to do that, but I did that. You know, as an upright man, I had to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was, um, I think I was the moderator at that time, or no? Yeah, you were, you was the moderator, but this is the thing that we have to realize, that sometimes, Sa, it is it is a conflict of interest with you and Polite. And we, and I'm not going into it. I'm not going into it, but you understand what I'm saying. Not, yeah, go ahead, brother. I, I'm I'm listening. No, nah, but no, nah, no. Nah, you're my elder, and I love you. And nah, and I'm just saying, sometimes when when invest, the investor, like, um, this is what Divine Prospect said. The investor. No, I like what Divine said. I, I, yeah. When Divine said that, I was like, man, that, that's some real shit. Yeah. So when I the, like what he when said, the, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When the investor is part of um, negotiating what's going on, there's always going to be one biased side. So we have to realize that you know when we said this elder, and I want you to really hear me when we said. We want 50-50. It wasn't because we were trying to take away from the house of consciousness. We only wanted the level playing field. That's the only thing we wanted. And now right. we're into negotiations. We're ready for anything. We just want a level playing field. We want our brothers to be able to speak just just equally as anybody else. And that's all but we now, want. That's all we're asking for. You know, brother, I'm going to tell you, man, what you don't know, and Polite could be listening, and he'll tell you, I'm, brother, me and Polite go through it. I'm telling you, man, you don't understand. You See, that's because y'all don't see it. But I be, me and Polite be going back and forth like, nah, brother, I can't do this. I got to do that. I got to do it this way. I'm not doing that. Me and him go back and forth. We be banging on. But y'all don't see it because y'all, you know, y'all not there to see that. But believe me, man, we be going out about as far as this debate and how it's supposed to go. You know? No, I... I... No, I definitely, I definitely agree, but the world doesn't see it. And see, and see, look, hold on, hold on. what I'm saying is the world see it as Hebrews being scared or this and that. And you, you, you know, you know my heart. My heart is telling me that this is going to be the best debate ever, and the world needs to see this. And I can tell you right now that the Hebrews are never scared. I've been going down there messing with these Hebrews way before. There was a SETI way before there was a polite. Hashar will tell you. Hashar was right down the block from me. And I used to go right down the block when I finished doing my thing, get the crackers at one end, and when they get by Hashar, they got them at the other end. So I've been doing this with them for a long time, man. You know? Right. And that's why I always wanted to get the Hebrews on this format. I, wanted, I mean, I've been trying so hard to get Brother Hashar just to do an interview with him, you know, because I was on that same energy. I'm on that same energy, you know. No, you, you definitely are, and you gave us a platform, and I appreciate that. And like I right. said, like if nobody ever heard this before, I say Sarnetta, through the grace of the Creator, and and maybe you may not believe, but what I'm saying, through the grace of the Creator, He inspired you to do something, and what it did is brought the Hebrew Israelite community together, and I appreciate you for that, and I, re- I, I truly do. You know what I'm saying? You do that. Remember that, Sarnetta, get the credit for bringing the Hebrews together, brother. <laughs> I get that credit, man. 
I, I it's, it's, it's no, it's no doubt that you were the avenue, you know, because first of all, a lot of us would never have talked to each other, but you have done that. You, you have put together a platform where, whether you think it's the ISUBK or Hebrew War Machine debate or GOCC, we all the same group. Whether, right. whether we have differences, when it comes to war, we go into war together. That's all it is. Right. That's true. And I have to say this, and I give a I give a shout out to my man Tazaria because Tazaria put me on to something that's going to destroy somebody in this debate. And I and I'm not talking personal. I'm just talking about information, and that's all I'm talking about. I'm not trying to scare nobody. I, mean, I hope they don't want to run nothing like that. But the information my oh, you, brother Captain Cesario gave us is I, strong. I know, brother Nazi, you a good chess player too, brother. Off the board, yeah, you know it. You know yeah. it. <laughs> so um. I just want to chime in real quick. Uh, this is the bond prospect. Uh, I just want to give props to both of the brothers that were speaking. It's because, um, you know, uh, me getting fully established, um, they were both there for me, and I do respect them for that. Uh, I want to say first and foremost to Sarnetta that um, Sarnetta, he, he, really, he really is a real moderator behind the scenes. You know, he does what he does for the camera to get the people um, enticed and excited about the information that's being disseminated. And uh, ultimately, what people don't see is that, you know, he always says, deal with information, deal with information, deal with information, you know, um, and he tries to get brothers to curtail their personal, you know, expressions and try to keep it focused on the scholarship. So a lot of people don't see that aspect of Sonata because they just see the marketing side where he's trying to get everybody involved and, um, and, you know, just the the sharpening of swords. But behind the scenes, Sonnet is a good dude, man, and he, and he tries his best to work with people, and he tries his best to tell people to get their emotion out of things. And um, I got to respect him for that, you know what I'm saying? And um, to double that, uh, what Nazi said, um, Nazi was right in regards to the platform, you know, that Sonnet did. It's not like the Hebrews wasn't coming together, but what he did was give us a common opportunity to team up and uh, fellowship with one another and actually get in talks to one another. So people will be surprised at the type of impact, and not just us, the committed community as well. I mean, there's a lot of brothers and sisters that are new in the committed community that were not communicating with each other until this uh, side of us are doing these debates. So a lot of people are not aware of, of people all over the world that we're getting this attention to, and now we're able to actually work on a community aspect with the people who are just involved with debates. I know when I interface with people all the time in regards to the debate, I always give them information about the debate, and, but then I switch it up to, um, you know, what's going on in their community, you know, and what can be done to fix their community, you know, because the, the debate has gave a great, a great platform for the leaders who are present, presenting information to also work with the people behind the scenes and fixing the social ills in our community. You know, like the brother Nazi said, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, we try to deal righteously with the information. We try not to be personal or anything like that. Sometimes in the heat of the moment, brothers will say things and do things. And I think, you know, brothers and sisters have to understand that, you know, this is a very passionate field that we're in. You know, the fact that black people have the opportunity to really get information across to their people, to be able to enlighten their people, empower their people, you know, it's something that is new for us, you know, something we've been striving for a year since we've been enslaved in America to have a platform to actually speak the truth to the people. You know, and sometimes in a process, you know, we can get caught up in our emotions because we live this, we breathe this, we eat this, we sleep this, and this is this is what keeps us going. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes situations happen, but people got to know behind the scenes, we always work things out. At the end of the day, we will always find a way to work things out because that is inherent in all of us. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what our ideologies are, we're going to work things out because at the end of the day, 
It's the spirit that's in all of us that unites us at the end of the day, regardless of what our ideology is. So I thank my, my two big brothers for speaking in regards to the matter. And if the people didn't think that we were going to find a resolution, we always do, man, because it's love. And we want the people to understand that. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't start stop with just a debate. Behind the scenes, we work together as a team, and we get things done in the community. So I just wanted to give that out there and give a shout-out to both my brothers, Sarnetta and um, uh, Nazi. And definitely, and definitely, I want to interject on one thing. Uh, no, no, a couple of things, and be brief because I know we we going out and and the show's about to be over. Um, I watch Polite, I watch the Amaraz Squad, and this is promotion, but it's truth. Um, Polite called himself the Nasut, which is the ruler, right? And he said he's the Nasut, he's the ruler, which is the king. And Brother Jonathan calls himself the Magi, right? We got to listen to this breakdown. The Magi are Nubians. The Nubians were oppressed by Pharaoh Sneferu in the early dynasties. You might be and giving the, up much, brother. No, 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 I'm not giving up nothing. I'm not giving up nothing. I'm not giving up nothing at all. And the Palermo, in the Palermo, we talk about the artifacts, right? We're talking about the Palermo artifact where the Nubians were brought back into Egypt by 7,000. So if the Magi think that they volunteered and helped out the Nasut, which is the ruler, or polite, they didn't. They were oppressed by the Egyptians. And if you read the Manere or the Manere, also he was another ruler of Egypt who also spoke and said that the Nubians prostrated to his feet. So when you talk about the Magi, you're talking about those who prostrated to the Nasut, which who polite claims he is. So now when we go into it, we have to realize that there's a long history involved. So when we talk about the oppression, and even polite himself talked about the Messiah or the Messiah of the Yah of ancient Egypt, there is no Yah of ancient Egypt. The Yah of ancient Egypt is only in the Delta area, which deal with the Asiatics that were there. So when he talks about the Messiah, he's only given Hebraic understanding. So one of the things that we have to realize is that shots fired. Polite already took out Anshwar Kwesi because he said that Sarah Sutton said his name was a bastard form of his. And he said it was given by Anshwar Kwesi. That's one leader down. So in the debate, we're going to realize that a lot of these brothers and sisters that's teaching this stuff really don't know what they're talking about. So that's just a warm-up to what we're going to get into. Excuse me, brothers. Um, I just want to say peace and black power. Hotep Shalom. I'm out, y'all. Peace, red pill, blue pill. Let's go. Peace, All brother right. Devon. Peace, brother. All right. Peace. Peace. All right, let's go to these callers. We got some more. We got we to get these hands out. Um, next caller we're going to take is from 929-272. Peace and welcome to Northern Left Radio. Peace, welcome to Northern Left Radio. Caller from the 929. All right. All right, move forward. Skype call. Gabari Ashalara. 
Peace. Welcome to No Ledge Radio. Hey, Shalom, brother. How we doing? This is Brother Gabar from GOC. Shalom, brother. Be well. What's good, Gabar, Elder? What's going on? What's going on, brother? Just enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Uh, powerful uh, uh, information being dropped. I, I just, um, you know, I guess the question that, that I have, uh, it, it, you know, too bad that Sanetta uh, left because it was also said to, uh, to him. And I guess now, given, you know, all these debates and things of that nature and uh, uh, the media that we have, that through the help of Sanetta and also I think I believe also, you know, the Hebrew community, uh, after the debates are over, and there's no more debates. We had all the debates. You know, how can we as a, as a black community uh, keep that momentum going and keeping our people interest in, in, in these type of uh, discussions and things of that nature? You know, I know uh, behind the scene, uh, you know, the Hebrew Israelites have been talking about doing some things like tours or, or presentation, things of that nature. What 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 suggests, I guess my question to the panel is, what ideas do you think, you know, to keep, you know, the momentum going, keeping this media that we're getting, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 views, uh, with, with, you know, outside of the debates, I guess, so to speak. That That's for anybody in the panel. No, I, I, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Right. Well, well, I guess, I guess the idea, you know, and you understand, we talk about the um, the momentum that's needed is already happening. I mean, with our people being killed, and I, we can go into the fact that oh yeah, blacks kill blacks, but right now what's happening is an all-out war against cops and our brothers and sisters. So now we have to realize what are we going to do to protect ourselves. And see, the thing, the only thing we can do as a community is to create our own community. And it might not be based off of just the Hebrew-Israelite community. It might have to be Hebrews, Moors, Egyptologists, all coming together, buying land and separating themselves in the same land, but allowing the same economics to rule their system. Mm -hmm. So we might have to go off the grid. And not might. The only people that's going to be saved is that people that's um, saving up their stuff. People that's storing their stuff, that's the only thing that's going to happen to preserve our people. And, like, um, when we started the show, my um, my brothers were talking about Saturn being in um, Scorpio, right? Mm-hmm. My wife, yes, somebody was talking to her and telling her that, you know what, God is telling me to tell you to store all the food you can and prepare yourself. And in that, we have to realize that we have a job to do, and it's to preparing ourselves for the famine of Egypt. Whether we want to consider America to be Egypt or not, we know it's a, a regime that deals with comedic knowledge. So now we have to stay, save up and prepare ourselves for a great famine because there's going to be times where we as black people are no longer going to fight on the Internet, but we are so hungry that we're going to have to come together collectively. We are mm-hmm. so thirsty that we're going to have to come together collectively. These are the things that we're going to have to do, whether we like it or not. Well, amen to that. Amen to that. Well, I think I think you're right. I think, you know, at the, at, at the end of the day, uh, the, the handwriting is in the wall, and we understand that uh, we eventually have to be self-sufficient, you know. And, and you know, uh, 
and I think all, all, ultimately all of it is is, is divine uh, intuition because even I like I could like I remember when uh, you know the Gathering Christ Church when we came out with what the people call the 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 fleeing doctrine you know because within our understanding we we, we believe that America is going to be destroyed and then uh, before the the coming of the Messiah and we must leave America. In the same way we left ancient Babylon and Egypt and things of that nature and find refuge around different parts of the world outside of America. But regardless what, regardless whether I was we were we are we are wrong or right, we we believe we're right. But regardless whether we are we wrong in the understanding, I think which we I believe we are. What we have learned is how to maneuver outside this country and how to get out the our comfort zone. And there's many brothers that have now within the GOCC, uh, we talk about families and community that have, you know, lived outside this country for almost five years, over five years, actually. And, and these are brothers that never get, been in a plane. So now they're, they're the kind of the first pioneers, the first wave, so to speak, of brothers that and sisters that are now are educated in how to survive outside the world. And, and, and speaking from experience, Having friends and family and, and, and brothers and sisters from the church living outside the country for many years now, this life outside of America, that you know, don't don't let them trick you that you know, uh, that, you know, America is the only civilized country. Every, every, everybody else is is uncivilized. Uh, many of the jobs that we are complaining that we're losing in America, they're actually in other countries. You know, <laughs> so many of our brothers and sisters have found uh, employment much easier in other countries than this country. Believe it or not. So I think ultimately it's going to be one of these things that um, we're going to be forced to be self-sufficient because the most is going to put the the scenario that we had no choice to be uh, you know either be in this country or outside the country you know and the scripture says that you know we have to be like pilgrims on the earth we can't be attached to anything you know and, and I think this is these these debates kind of forces to kind of unite forces but eventually you're right. People of color, we eventually have to join forces, you know, despite our differences and things of that nature, because they're out to get us. So I want to just drop that, and I'm joining hey, the show. Definitely. It's, it's, it's a, Thank you, know, you, brother. Indeed, brother. I appreciate you. All right. We're going to go to the next caller. 410595. Say it again. 410595. Peace, and welcome to Know the Radio. Question, comments, or concerns? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Loud and clear. Peace. All right, peace. Um, The brothers, two of them, I don't know their voices to be identifying them by name, but they were uh, profound. I like um, the fact that the brothers said we can get together like the United States. We don't get to come together all under one flag. We come together like the United States, and they might want to buy some land and, and section it off and, 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 and build a common economy. I had this thought today. I put it on my wall. I said, you know, something to the effect. I said, you know, you need to look at all these different factions as uh, classes in one university. As opposed to because, you know, you can't say that the doctor is more professional than the accountant. The accountant is good with math. The doctor is good with anatomy. 
that you're going to say that either one of them are not professional because you understand? So it's the same yeah, way yeah. when we got the Moors, we got the Hebrew Israelites, we got the Kemet community. Everybody has their own perspective. And the way I see it, consciousness manifests on every level of uh, intelligence and thus every there have to be multiple levels of spiritual consciousness. So I'm not going to uh, try to drag this out. I really, it resonated with me that he came out there and said that. Another brother said uh, about he changes the conversation directed towards the community because, indeed, a lot of the unifying that is that has to, un, has to manifest, it needs to start today, but it's going to take a while. And it be it is much more tantamount that you protect your home and thus your neighborhoods. And if everybody did their part to get their stuff together, <laughs> you dig, then everybody would be together. And they're more inclined to work one with another. But there's a, you know, this 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 wide moral gap based upon doctrine and belief that keep people from acknowledging that they breathe in the same air regardless, you know. And that's basically it, man. Peace. Peace, King. We appreciate that. Indeed, uh, is, uh, do you have a question or is that all? No, that's it. I mean, I wish I could make the debate. You know, I've been recently, I understand that the brother said um, those stories that we find uh, are widespread in Africa and that they venerate Atom or Adam to this day. Yeah, the, the um, indeed, the original man is, is called Adam all over what was uh, our territory, all over Kush, not just Africa, all the way to India. They call them Atma, but the ATM and the, or the ADM is still there, the root word, the name. So I, I understand that uh, uh, the, a brother named um, Darko. Oh. The, the Thank you. But uh, another brother named uh, Darkwa, Dr. Darkwa, wrote a book, and he highlighted that. He used that. At, uh, he referenced that. that many of the stories there were in Africa and throughout, and that Egypt was ruled by several African peoples, the Yoruba, the, uh, uh, who are found predominantly in Nigeria, now had thrones, the Ashanti, and, and things of this nature. In fact, Ashan is a Hebrew word, right? So okay. I... um. You know, I I, I want to hear everybody's perspective. You know, I have formulated my own based upon the, the studies that I have made throughout my life, but I understand that new facts are unearthed every day and that new presentations of old facts looked over are also recycled and presented every day. And therefore, you know, my understanding widens. I don't say I change my mind. I say it grows. King, and I, I want to say this, King. I, I definitely appreciate you. This is Nasi. Um, one of the things that we're trying to do in this debate is bring information that people never heard before. We're not trying to have the old Facebook arguments and Instagram arguments. We're not trying to do <laughs> none of that. What we're yeah, bringing I is a new Lord, I, I'm all what for, we're trying, I'm all for yeah. help debate and, and perspective we're, we're trying to bring some new information new people, new places, and I want to say this. You know, um, when you look at, um, remember, and this is from my brother um, Shah Sharat in VA, one thing he said what happened to the conscious community is that, you remember Lumumba? When Lumumba was in control? Yeah, when he was in control, it was out of control, right? Yeah. 
and 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 there was a lot of people talking. He had to do it. He had to do, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I understand. I understand. I understand. But there was Tashumbe that took him out of took him out of control, right? Yeah. But after that, it was a vacuum and a fight to see who was going to be the leader. And then Mobutu took the took the throne, right? He took the yeah, throne, exactly but he was worse than everything. And this is the <laughs> same thing that happened. This is the same thing that we say that happened with the conscious community. When the head was cut off in the conscious community, there was a fight, and the fight was to see who was going to be the head of the conscious community. And this fight is still happening. But the people that are trying to fight to be the head of the conscious community may just be as bad as the person that was the head of the conscious community. And this is the thing that we're going to expose and we're going to show. Not exposing negativity by anybody, but we're going to bring information. And that's the thing that we want to do. Because what happens is we created a vacuum, people fighting for one type of uh, position. Every, remember, when the thing happened with the debate, everybody had to be the Israelite killer to be somebody on the t- uh, top of the conscious totem pole. Oh, this is um, Ali Muhammad. He's the Israelite killer. Oh, this is uh, Shaka Atmos, the Israelite killer. I mean, everybody had to be the Israelite killer to be the top of the totem pole. So now what we're going to do is present information, and we're going to show so much information, and it's going to be so pro-African, pro-black. All our brothers and sisters are going to love it. And we're going to fill that void. I can't wait to see it myself, bro. You know, I, I, I'm I entertained and educated all at once. You get a lot of negative um, feedback from people that believe that it promotes disharmony. But, you know, it, uh, uh, the intellectual mind is there to grasp the information anyway and all the drama and emotionality that is attached with it as it is understood to be the uh, nature of our people. I don't. It doesn't even bother me. It's all part of the entertainment. It goes along with the absorption of facts. So, uh, uh, you know, I you know I hear all kinds of stuff about, yo, well, this is a debate. The debate means this. You know, this, this. if that is the present trend which uh, through which and vehicle through which the facts are disseminated, then so be it. It's by any means necessary in my book. Definitely. So I don't, have, I don't have a whole lot to say about that, really. It's idiocy even to dispute it. If there's any good in it, it's better than what you're watching on TV, and it's yeah. better than any. It's better than any documentary you can dig up on YouTube. So you know the, when the, the naysayers. Really, I mean that was my feeling. I wanted to hold that sense to me because I'm very passionate about myself. You know, I don't really care as long as I get to learn something. If there's something there to eat, and I went to eat, I'm not gonna complain about all the food that I don't like. I'm gonna enjoy the food that I do. So, you know, <laughs> that's basically where I'm at with it. Well, we're we, we preparing the platter, my brother. <laughs> I can't wait. Bro. All right, brother. I pre- we, we appreciate you, Rocco. Salute. Indeed, Lord. Indeed. 847-208. Peace. No, welcome, welcome to Nova Ledge Radio. Peace, King. What's happening? Uh, I don't have a question. I I just wanted to um I just wanted to show some respect to the brothers, man, because each one of you guys out there, um, I feel like you serve a purpose, man. When you do the debates, that that's uh it brings a whole it brings people who don't know about you into uh brings you into the fold of their regular life. A lot of people we going through the daily grind working 
and we might not run into a Hebrew Israelite on the street. Um, where I'm at, you know, I don't see nothing but the uh, Nation of Islam, and I don't really see them too much no more, right? So by watching, by having these platforms like Sunnetta TV, Know the Ledge Radio, I'm able to, uh, uh, you guys came into focus to me. And, and I appreciate it, man. When I see Hashar, when I see Tazariak speaking on the street, it fires me up. When I see Brother uh, Divine Prospect and I heard Nasi kicking the knowledge, it, it fired me up intellectually. You know what I'm saying? So you hit my soul. You hit my mind. Um, so keep doing it, man. Keep keep bringing us the information. I, I, I don't mind the debate structure. I think it's uh, I think it does more good than than the negatives that people point out. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate each one of you brothers, and I appreciate the brothers that have that provide the platform for y'all to speak. So like I said, I don't have any questions. I just want to give y'all props and say salute to you brothers and, and keep it going because it's necessary. And uh, it's a, I think it's a lot of brothers like me. We don't have a particular um, – we don't buy into a particular dogma, a particular theology. I feel like – all of it comes from us. All of it comes from our ancestors. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I, I respect it all. You know what I mean? Yes, and, sir. And uh, I take I take the knowledge from each one of you what resonates with me, and I take that and I bring it back to my family. I bring it back to my people. And you know, before a lot of us, we didn't have anything to do but read the same books that uh, have been promoted over the years, and we're all reading those same books. You know what I'm saying? So now I get to hear brothers come from a different angle. Um, and bring that 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 fact and, and that that uh, that knowledge from their perspective, and I appreciate it, man. I appreciate y'all, brothers. I just you want know, to make keep it up, man. We need it. I want I want to, I want to say something to you, King. Um, and I'm glad you spoke on that because one of the things is that we always talk about what book did you get that from, but we have to realize that in this day and age, we are our own books. Exactly. And there are people that's going to come with new information. They say, where did you get the information from? Maybe I never got the information from anybody. Maybe this is something that I'm just coming across myself that I can share with you, and if it makes sense, it makes sense. And this is what we have to promote because guess what? It's always um, in, in the Hebrew aspect, a, a, a son is called uh, uh, Bain. Bain is the root word. Or the root word for binah, which is understanding or building. So a son is supposed to build something, and another son is supposed to build bricks upon brick upon brick upon brick. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do in each generation is supposed to uplift and build another generation. So when we come with this elevation, if you say, I never heard that before, that's a good thing to a progressive individual. But to an individual that's stuck in the past, it doesn't resonate. True indeed, man. True indeed. So yeah, I just want to thank you, brothers, man. Keep bringing the information. Um, don't stop what you're doing, man. We need it. We need it out here, man. I got a brother that always want to argue about basketball, talk about basketball when he comes over. That's it for, for years. Now when the brother comes to my house, he said, "Man, what the Hebrews talking about? What's polite talking about? What's going on?" So, um, you know. All I, all I do when I meet when I meet different brothers and I talk to my friends, I tell them check out No Ledge Radio, check out Sunnetta TV, check out Baba TV. Um, y'all keep doing it, man. We, we our people need it and we and we appreciate it, man. We appreciate. it. I don't think people say that enough. They want to come out and complain about what you ain't doing, what you ain't said, man. We appreciate you, brothers. So. Okay.
Indeed, brother. Thank you for that. Salute. And um, just know that this, you know, this ain't never going to stop. You're going to keep it moving. All right. So let's go to the next call. Seven four zero six three zero. Peace and welcome to Northern Edge Radio. Hey, uh, peace and blessings to all my people. Uh, how's everybody? Peace. Everybody's good, brother. Uh, thanks for letting me come on the air. Uh, this I'm a first time listener, but there was a brother who said something a couple seconds ago about you know us being the book. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, over in in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, to uh, kind of piggyback on what he said, you remember when the Mosai said that, you know, in the, in the last days that he's going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Right. And to go down a couple of more verses, he said in, in 33, uh, but after those days, says the Most High, for I will put my law in their inward parts, and write them in their hearts, and, and I will be there. I will I will be there, and they should be my people. So I just want to kind of piggyback on uh, what you said. Okay, definitely appreciate that. And uh, I I got a quick question, and I I take it you know. Uh, uh, do you think now? Uh, being that situations like the Trayvons and the Fergusons and all that, is that sort of waking us up in, in the same sense? If we go back to the story of Exodus, you know how it says how Pharaoh is uh, oppressing us by putting taskmasters over us, and then eventually the Most High said that I heard the cry of my people, do you brothers think that that's a similar situation on what's going on right now? Well, I don't know, I don't know how many brothers on the line, but I would completely agree. Um, when I was in Ferguson, listen, there was uh, people from ISIS, and you know ISIS can be uh, a group of individuals that's um, sent by the government, but there was a bunch of groups that was recruiting that was outside of the government, you know what I mean? And they were saying this, which was which was coincide with Exodus one ten, where it says, when Egypt talks about, um, lest they coincide with our enemies and wage war against us. So one of the things that they fear is that we're going to find somebody that's outside this government, and 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 infiltrate them and allow them to come in here and be a part of us to to wage war against the government. So this is one of the things that they fear. So we have to be mindful of ourselves because we have a good platform with this conscious community, with Know the Ledge, all these groups, because they're not anti-government groups. I'm not going to say and say they're anti-government groups, but we know that there are certain things that we can do as a community to uplift ourselves. Once we uplift ourselves. Then other things are out the out the picture. We gotta focus on who we are. They have no power without us. You understand what I'm saying? There's yeah, no man. power without our dollar. We spend the most money. If you can support Red Pill, Blue Pill, and KT and all these brothers, 
I, I promise you, you go and buy these videos and DVDs, you'll be enlightened. You put this in front of your children rather than these damn movies that they put in front of them, you're going to live longer. We got to support ourselves, man. We got to buy garments for ourselves. There's certain things that maybe we can't produce on a cheap level, but there's certain things we can. You spend $100 or $300 on a belt or $100 on pants. We can buy this from our people in our community. And this is the thing. With Know the Legend, we can put that on our website, and we can show you where you can go. Stop purchasing from other people. If we're talking about a revolution, the revolution is in the dollar. It's in the spirit, and it's in the dollar. And in Isaiah it says, redemption will come when they break away from the hands that feed them. We got to break away from the hands of our oppressor. So I agree with you, I I think we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I kind of heard something earlier about the brother. I was I was talking to somebody the other day, and uh, I do, I do agree that America is like the new Egypt because I I was I was telling the brother, if you look back in the Bible, Egypt has always been a position of Let's go to Egypt so we can feed our family. Let's go to Egypt so we can make some money. Let's go to Egypt so we can uh, beat this famine. And and everybody went to Egypt to go and work. And then you look at today, you know, everybody around the world, they want to come to America to get some education. They want to come to America to work. They want to come to America to make a better life for their family. So I say, I was saying, like, you know, the spirit of Egypt, just like the brother said earlier, he said uh, America deals with uh, comedic knowledge, and I want to kind of add to that is that the spirit of Egypt kind of jumped from over there to right here. So it's like this is the new Egypt. Huh. Yep. And, and no, no disrespect to Kemet because there's different comedic aspects. We have to uh-huh. understand that. Comedic was different dynasties. When Manetho broke it down, he broke it down into different dynasties. Different dynasties just mean different families were ruling. Different families ruling had different ideology and different rules. So when we say Kemet, we're talking about the Kemet that was the oppressive Kemet at that time, and not all of Kemet. And this is one of the things that we want people to understand. Okay. Okay. I got you. Okay, okay. So we got, um, uh, you know, so so what's up, Red Pill, Blue Pill? Let's go. All right. Thank you, brother. Got a few more Thank callers. You, Thank you, caller. Thank you, caller. We appreciate you. Uh, first time listener. Check out the archives. You know, uh, feel free to download the shows. We have a plethora of information, you know. We're going to take two more calls before we get out of here. So let's go ahead and um, 412-780. Yo, Shalom, Shalom. Hotep. Shalom. This is Drano from the Hebrew War Machine. We good, Drano? Good, family. What's good with y'all? Brothers on the line. Some powerful brothers, some powerful word on the on the line tonight. Um. I just had to make a comment. I made this a couple other times on a couple other shows. I just want to keep reiterating the point until it resonates. 
these debates have given the blueprint to unite the community. Two years ago, it was a question mark over the Israelites' head on could we unite? I mean, you had, I mean, we was arguing about every, we still do, but we were seriously divided, a divided people uh, within a people. It was almost to the point where a lot of Israelites couldn't see us even uniting. I've heard it a whole bunch of times. When are we going to unite? When are we going to unite? When those debates start happening and Kemet came against Israel, all of the Israelites united. They don't care what school of thought you were from, a part of the community of Israelites, we came together. We came together. Now, that same blueprint can be used for the whole community. The only thing that can unify people is an opposition. Like I, I was, I, this is off, this is not off the point, but it's 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 just an analogy. I was playing the video game about five years ago, uh, maybe six after nine eleven happened, and uh, I was on Call of Duty. You know, you be on the mic and all of that. And this white dude was like, you know, I'm not gonna call you no nigger and and all of that. I just hate the Arabs. He wanted to unite with me. Now he's obviously racist. You know what I'm saying? But if it wasn't for that A-Red, he would be hating me. Uh, people need an uh, yeah. outside enemy in order to unite. And the thing about it, this, this, these debates have been wonderful. You know, it's good that we can iron things out and, and stuff like that. We definitely need to. But in the future going ahead, we need to start contemplating on debating some of these European scholars. Definitely. That is what's going to bring us together. It's the, the blueprint's there. The blueprint is there. You know what and I mean? We, I, 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 mean you know, I, I don't I probably agree with ninety I, I probably would agree with five percent of what Shaka Atmo say. But if he was debating a white Egyptologist, I probably would be definitely hundred percent behind Shaka Atmos. I'll tell y'all that right now. That's just the way it is, and, and and it's the things that we want to do. We want to start taking on. I mean, these are the people that stole our identity. Even today, they got the Exodus movie. They take them, see, they take them both of our identities right in front of our face, and we are in amongst each other. Definitely. The blueprint is there. That's that's all I, I really had to say, man. You know. The blueprint is there for unity, see. man. I mean, I mean, Israel was going to unite regardless because it was written. We always knew we would unite. We just ain't know how. You know what I mean? There was never a doubt in any Israelite's mind that we were going to unite one day. And it's happening, and it's happening at a rapid pace. So either you get on the bandwagon of unity, man, or you're going to be left outside of Noah's boat. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Thank you, Carla. Uh, Good thanks. Shalom, shalom. 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 All right, we're going to take our last caller. 929272. 929272. The last is always the best. Watch. <laughs> Greetings, peace. Welcome to Nodalege Radio. Caller from 929. Peace. All right, we're going to move forward. Let's go to Skype. Let's go to Skype. My brother uh, from Skype, Chaz Raw. Can you hear me? Yeah. 
Yeah, how do I pronounce your Skype name, brother? Caught Chaos Rod. Huh? Chaos Rod. I can't Chaos. hear you. Chaos Rod. Okay. Peace, brother. How are you? How you doing? <clears throat> All yeah, is well. Let me think. Um, well, one of the questions um, to any of the Israelites that's on the line tonight, um, how old is what they consider the earth? From your perspective, anyone y'all can answer. The earth, the earth is not a question. The Bible never questions how old the earth is, so I don't have to answer that. All right, good. Yeah. And, the, and the reason why I say that is because a lot of things are metaphysical symbolisms. So when you deal with seven cycles, even the Egyptians deal with seven cycles of the creation of the earth. So you can say it's days, or you can say it's generations. And then when you read the Psalms, it says a thousand years is like one day to the Creator. So we could even go into a thousand years, and we can go into millions of years. So what I'm saying is that debate and that discussion is really not um, prevalent. Good, good. Because see, that's that's the answer. Um, what else? Um, so um, when is the debate? February eighth. Yes, it's February eighth. It's February eighth. King. I think I think you you gonna you gonna like what's gonna be presented. You know what I mean? Because, um, like you said, a lot of people are like, oh, it's the Earth six thousand years old. A lot of people we don't need to debate all that stuff because, in truth, that's a Catholic argument. You understand what I'm saying? That's a Catholic argument. That's not a biblical argument because biblical times represent certain things, and that's what we have to realize is that. Um, if you look at um let's look at Babylonian um etymology and cosmology, right? They talk about ten kings that used to rule. One king was uh, uh ten million feet tall and he lived to be fifteen thousand years old. Is that really talking about a king or is it talking about a group of people? You understand what I'm saying? So this is some of the stuff we have to realize. We're getting into a lot of debates or discussions that's European in some aspects, but the truth be told, it's not really African. Yeah, but um, interesting enough with the cosmology, if you all know that the cosmology is not really accurate in today's age as we look at it because they everything has been altered. I mean, I fought one time. Who's, who's, who's cosmology? I mean, if we look at the cosmology that's presented, people keep referring to it. The twelve months, you know, all this, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, is that really even considered even true? Much as um, accurate because they take out even their what they said the Roman and Greek times. They took out certain things. So when we look at even with the counter, anything with the month, everything's been altered, flip flop. So you know when people try to refer back to this cosmology, they not really understand the actual what the really cosmology is before it was tampered with. We still, everybody right. still what the Europeans, um, you know, interruption or you know, alteration of most things, you know. All right, so most of our interpretations are based off of Europeans anyway. So my thing is, my thing, my thing is not to go to Europeans. I agree with you 100. percent But what I'm saying is, okay, let's go with the 12 months. If you if you doubt the 12 months, then that's saying that you maybe doubt that. A person that's a Scorpio isn't a Scorpio. A person that's a Cancer isn't a Cancer. So do you agree from based on observation on how a person reacts 
or a person who behaves that they are in line into that cosmology. If they align to the to like say somebody is a scorpion, you're saying that somebody is supposed to be like a scorpion but don't behave a scorpion. That's what you're trying to refer to. I'm trying to. I'm asking you. I'm, I'm asking you. Do people align with the cosmo, cosmology or the zodiac signs of what you say is your center? Well, I would say this with the cosmology. It is relevant that it um to what those say that what the features they do. But it's not all that dic- d- defines you or dictates you. The no, I agree, with you. I, agree, I agree with you 100%. So at times, if, if something is altered, uh, if something is altered, obviously, let's say I'm a Libra, right? And let's say yes, if, they, if there's 13 months. So that means if they put, it was 12, but it's actually 13, and they took out certain um, days and add them up. Because if you look at the original months, they all add up close to 30 days. But when they took out one month, they had to subside all the other ones to equate to make it all even each month, except February. Because February mostly goes 28, 29, depending on how we look at it. So in that reference, that's all altered. Everything's altered. So at times that we say, you're this, but you might behave this, it could be otherwise. I remember one time, Bert Polite said one time, said he, he was born on he was born on the end of August, but sometimes he acts like a Leo. So when I looked at the astrology, this little one before it was all He is a Leo. Yeah, he is a Leo. Correct. Yeah. He is a Leo. That, so at times that he might be, but at times that doesn't define you. I just, I just want to bring it up because I don't want to go by their cosmology, you know, because everything's a lie. That's what nah, I'm saying. It, it, nah, that's what I'm bringing because it, does, it doesn't define them. It's because when a red pill, blue pill can tell you, when we go into the um, um, astrological charts, that you have to realize that you, though you may have the will that you are or who you are, there's other planets that describe how you communicate. There's other planets that describe that what you're holding in, what's, what you've been through. So there's a lot of things that, that go into play. So we can't take the sign of Zodiac say, oh, I'm a Libra, and I just act like a Libra. That's not how it works. Oh, that's not how it works. That's not how it works, you know. So at times, you know, it is real, but it's definitely fine. So at times, you know, it, it was still, and, it, it, I mean, and, at times I'm still trying to understand it, but at times I don't get too bogged up into it because it's a bit bigger thing issue, you know. All right, let me, let me explain this to you. The word Yisrael or Israel means he who strives with God and man and prevail. So what I mean by that? What's Elohim? Elohim is a celestial, Right. Meaning that you overcome the celestial influences, but man is the what? Terrestrial influences. So when you become Israel, you have to overcome the celestial influences and the terrestrial influences. So you can't overcome the both. They don't have to have control over your life. That's true, what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I'm not sure what you mean by the terrestrial, but I'm fine with you. Terrestrial meaning meaning the, the earthly things. Things that affected you in your life that happened on Earth, okay, they, okay. They, they 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 turn you psychologically, but they you you don't have to let it affect you. You can overcome it. Okay, all right. Uh, I think I don't have to say anything else. Thank you, Nazi. Thank you, King. Hey, brother. Thank you, caller. Yep. Good night, Phil. All right. Peace. All right. Let's do one more. And then we're doing we good for the night. Nine one seven four three. Peace and welcome to Another Ledge. Peace, peace, peace. 
to the Twin Pillars and the brothers on the line from the Hebrew Israelites Club. Peace, peace. Peace, like cool. Peace, what's going on? Peace to the God. All is good. Peace, peace. Well, um, I had so much to say, I don't even know where to start, but <laughs> even the veggie back on the brother who just spoke, we just called in as well, where he was making mention with the synchronicity with, with calendars and almanacs. Now, also, we got to look at the moon. We are deeply connected with the moon, and if we look yes, at the moon sir. cycle, that deals with the 28-day cycle. Yes, so sir. I guess we could use February as a perfect example or archetype for the actual month, and Change. even to add on Change. with the 13-month theorem, whereas you want, if you do you want 28 know, Originally, go ahead. I got you. I got you. I'm just adding on to it. What you what we what you're saying is true because originally a lot of the zodiacs depended on the moon and not the sun. So I just want to share that in our background. Sorry. All right, brother. Well, all right. I live. I don't. I hear what you're saying. You could add on. You could just, you could have interjected that at the last minute and yes, put on to the rest of it. So, um, also as I was saying now with the 13 month theorem. Whereas we could also see 13 signs in the Zodiac because I think it was a few years ago now the I guess we're talking about the Grecos and the Romans and these Europeans also dealing with the calendar. They also made mention of this constellation called Ophiuchus. Now, if you're going to look at the walls in the Nile Valley, you're going to see that as Her Abuia. And this is between Scorpio, was that Scorpio and Sagittarius. It sits on the ecliptic as much as Scorpio. This is why this constellation is also deemed within the 13 cycles. So even it's great even here speaking about with, with the cycles and the time. The time is always now to me. It's always time to take action. That's what we. That's what everybody's on the phone line for. We're taking action. No matter in which degree, we're here taking action. And I love that. So I'm about. So even something funny, Brother Tazariak, you you contradicted yourself when you was even on here at one point in time where I even asked you about mentioning Taharka with Second Kings and how he was said to be... Okay, okay. Oh, my fault. Well, the unity, I guess, everybody needs a catalyst. You need a catalyst for something. So we are catalyzing and making making stuff happen because that's what we are and since the brother not here, I'm going to just leave that as is and say great information, great great discernment and knowledge. I mean, I was on vacation. I just came back today on the scene. I said I had a call in the KTL show here what's going on. So it was a great discourse, brothers, and more power to us. Indeed, good brother. Welcome back, brother. Welcome back, and we look forward to your presentation that uh, you'll be coming to share with the audience as well. And um, right, with that being said, go to bed, so. <laughs> yes, sir. With that being said, I want to give thanks to our guest tonight, Brother Nazi, Brother Hashar, Divine Prospect, Brother Zion Lex, uh, and all of the rest of the brothers that joined us, Brother Daniela, um, and all of our other callers, the callers, Brother Sarnetta, everybody that made this show monumental, uh, Reggie, Shaka, Polite. You know, everybody that's on the bill, 